Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant, Iowa. Michelle Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pina, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. Hand the right there, man. Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sine Waves, the show all about the peaks and valleys and Matt Damon's career in Hollywood in general. I'm of course your host in the navy turtleneck, Hannah. With me is my black turtleneck, artistic <laughs> endeavour. Artistic endeavour. Listen, I got, too, I got too serious, so I course corrected to being silly and I got too silly. Uh, Sean's is with us as I'm always. in Steve Jobs mode today. Yeah, I'm wearing a navy uh, quarter zip. Nice. Um, and Sean's wearing a black turtleneck. Yeah. Um, we truly are a pair of uh, wannabe Critics. wannabe art students. <laughs> um, we both did STEM. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it was your first time listening to the podcast. What we do here is each week we get together and we watch a Matt Damon movie, regardless of how big or small, how forgotten or infamous the movie is. And this week we're talking about the 2003 Farley Brothers comedy Stuck, Stuck on, on You. you. This movie rocks. This movie was written for Sean. <laughs> I was watching it being like, I think this is so boring. This I, is made for Sean. I kind of loved it. Oh, I, as soon as there was a kung fu fight in the club. <laughs> so good. No, the bit that sold me on it was the boxing at the start. Oh, it's just so boring. Like, I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I had to like, I had to Pomodoro method this movie. <laughs> That's so funny. Like I, I was like, I'll sit down and watch it. And when in like four minutes, my laptop was open. I was working on stuff mm-hmm. for um, like a, a game Sean and I are in together. And I was like, you're watching a movie. Yeah. Put your laptop down. <laughs> and then I like put it down, and I'd open it back up, and I put it down. It's just, Greg, we need words, Greg. We share, do. share. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, share. Meryl, Meryl. Doing I, God's work. I did like Meryl in this. Yeah, I thought, good. I, I like when someone like Meryl Streep uses her star power for like... Nonsense. Let me just, yeah, yeah, I think that's fun. But yeah, a movie that I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. But before we get to talking about the movie, we have to do our little media section. Actually, no, well, first we need to... Now we've talked, we've introduced the movie. Now we'll get yeah. to media. What else would we be doing? I feel like we usually ramble here a bit before we go into media. A little bit, yeah, but not really that much has happened since last time, I think. Um, Sean has passed the year of college. Yeah, I had my final in-class inspection yesterday. Um, it went well. I did not sleep for like three days. Mm-hmm. That was a good time. Um, but I am recovered now, celebrating with a wee, a wee bevy. Yeah. I'm going on a nice gals trip tomorrow with my mum. Mm-hmm. Gonna do some Crumbus presents. I'm so behind on Crumbus presents. Oh, I haven't done any yet. I ordered three yesterday. My school is closed on Friday, so I'm just going to do it all then. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I am going out with Mac on Saturday <gasps> night. The angel of death then... herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not, you can't go out with Mac before we do. Yeah, I Oh, can. you idiot. I'm going to be here at like 10 o'clock that day. Uh-huh. And we're going to be getting started. Oh, that was a wild look in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not. I might bring my laptop with me so I could do more work. Because I feel like 13 hours of just watching that show. Hey, we're also going to be drinking and oh, don't talking me, about it. Don't remind me of the drinking. <laughs> we need to decide what we're drinking, actually. Do we? Do we need to decide what we're doing? Oh, we probably do. I think Jaeger. 
I think a little shot of Jaeger every episode. My liver just twitched. My liver just twitched. I can't drink Jaeger in Ireland before 12 o'clock. Damn. I, I, Sucks th- to suck. Those three variables <laughs> lining up. Sounds like a skill issue to me. I can drink them before 12 o'clock if I'm like exercising. Sure. But I feel like sitting in your lovely living room, it's mm-hmm. different. Nah, it'll be exactly the same. Do you even own Jaeger? I very easily can before Sunday. Oh, I I hate when I make my bed and I have some lie in <laughs> this, it. Yeah, this is all your idea. I'm just such a generous co-host. Yeah. Speaking of generous hosts, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I did come over just before we recorded and Sean was doing his book club reading. <laughs> Yeah, I watched uh, Girls Season 1, Episode 9, the penultimate episode of the season. Yeah. Uh, I would almost be done with this accursed project had I not been a fool. Yeah. But, um... It's gonna be weird when you finish Girls. I can't fucking wait. I am so excited. Then I'm gonna begin another book club, which I haven't told you about yet. Are you gonna tell me about that now? I'll tell you about that when I finish Girls. Okay, so that's about... I'll tell you about that the week... After I finish Girls, when I've done the first reading for that other book club. Okay, so you're telling me I need to figure out a way for you to keep watching Girls. No, I'm telling you, you definitely shouldn't do that. I'm so scared. Don't worry about it. I'm it's so... fine. Yeah, in this episode, uh, Lena Dunham meets up with her old professor from college, who was like her old English professor, who was like her favorite professor, mm-hmm. inspired her to go into a career in writing. She had a big crush on him. She still does. And it's a bad episode. It didn't seem too terrible from what I watched. The beginning of it is rough. Oh, the beginning is... Because I feel like the bit I came in, I was like... Yeah, the the ending, there's... The two of them have a big argument at the ending. Her and the roommate. Her and her roommate. uh, I believe that's Marnie. Yeah. Yeah. And that bit was all right. Mm -hmm. Knowing things about real life Lena Dunham... Yeah. Makes that far worse because you know that... She's writing some stuff in that actually happened. Not even that, but you know that when she's writing this, she thinks that her character is in the right. Oh. It's it's an episode. It's a show. This one, I honestly... I didn't hate it. The thing about from what I watched that episode is like, I feel like the show is starting to get to the point where it's acknowledging how bad of a person Hannah is. Mm. Which is, hey! <laughs> I've known that since 2007. <laughs> You were years old. Yeah, I'm very bad self-esteem issues. <laughs> now, I kid. I have too high self-esteem. Mm. That's also a lie. I'm so- <laughs> but yeah, no, like it feels like a show where Hannah is just such a bad person in it. Mm-hmm. And the show, I feel like now has to be like, Hannah needs to like acknowledge that about herself. See, I'm worried that what they're going to do is what they did to Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Because in this episode... He's back to his base he's state. He's the same guy he was at the beginning again. I'm so interested to see what happens with Adam Driver's character Me in too. season two. Because I think I said this in the last episode. Mm. I feel like if he's playing this phenomenal dickhead in all five seasons of Girls, 
I don't understand how he then he goes and gets cast in a Star Wars. Yeah. Because Disney is very conscious of its brand image. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they wouldn't let like the Mr. McSexy of Star Wars be a guy who's... <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you not... not like... No, that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We should, we should stop calling them sexy men and we should start calling them Mr. McSexy. Mr. McSexy's. I'm so... The Ferrari movie is coming out this, like, soon. I'm oh, so... Oh, ex- God. What? I'm going to be insufferable? Yeah. It's not going to be on any IMAX screenings because fucking Aquaman's taking all the IMAX screenings. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. I'm going to go see Aquaman in IMAX. They better kill that fucking baby. <laughs> Sean and I meet at the cinema with our popcorn <laughs> just staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Hannah why do you have a big vuvuzela because when the car yeah. goes vroom I go vroom <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get banned from oh that's real good um, yeah don't don't recommend girls but this episode was marginally better um, oh, speaking of cars Sean watched Mad Max 1 yesterday I watched Mad Max the first yesterday because the Furiosa trailer released recently it looks good it looks good yeah, yeah. it does look I, good I'm excited um, for Anna Telia Joy to do an action movie. Yeah. Because that girl has a fucking weird film career. No. We've, we've, no. It, all I'm saying is it would cover an aspect of... We are not watching The Eternals. Or whatever that fucking new movie. The New Mutants. I'm not watching The New Mutants. <laughs> but she plays magic. She plays my favourite one. Are you crazy? That thing will kill you. He's right. It's magic. Oh my. No, Ellie. It's that's like one of the worst movies ever it's made. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, it's actually it's not that bad. It's not the worst X Men movie. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's right. There are good parts in that film. I you can see the nugget of the good film that was made that has been spliced together with like four other films. Um, Is that that movie that like? Like, did it, they film it and then they were like, oh, we need to do reshoots and they couldn't because of COVID? Or were they just like... So what it was, was it was initially supposed to be a horror film. Mm. And the horror film parts of it that are still in there are really good. Yeah. Uh, but then... Disney. This was just before Disney. This film was in production hell or development hell for a little bit before the Disney buyout happened. Um, oh, so it was a Sony original? Or... It was Fox. Fox, okay. Yeah. Uh, so... It was originally supposed to be a horror film and then they went through a fuck ton of reshoots where they basically completely reworked the movie into like three different versions of itself. And the the end result is a weird mix of all of them. So I mean, I mean three versions. So like they, they filmed... So movie A is the movie that was in like pre-production hell. So movie A is like the horror film version of it. There's like a kind of teen drama version of it. Okay. And then there's like superhero action movie version of okay. it. Okay. And they wound up all kind of spliced together. Uh, um, I, feel, I feel like that could work. It but didn't. it doesn't. No, but it, it doesn't. Didn't. No. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is with the New Mutants that Disney were basically trying to find any excuse after they bought out Fox yeah. to not uphold their contract and to not release it. Because yeah. they basically knew it was going to be a bomb. Yeah. Um, and then COVID hit and they were like, okay, cool, fuck cool, it. Cool, we can uh, just send it out to like, die. We'll send it to like maybe three of the screens that are still open and put it straight to streaming. And um, then you watched it and went, oh no. I thought it was all right. That was all right. They yeah. did make Magic Racist in it for no reason, which I was unhappy with. Oh, poor Anya. Yeah. 
Uh, but Mad Max, however, is a movie of singular vision and purpose. The toe cutter! He knows who I am! I am the Night Rider! I am the Chosen One! The Minor Hand of Vengeance! Sent down the strike to Iron Roadworthy! <laughs> and it fucking rocks! Did you watch this because... <laughs> no, because it's George Miller. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I watched it because the Furiosa trailer came out, and I was like, I should watch all of the Mad Maxes. Yeah, because I've, I've only seen, seen I've only, I've seen, only Fu- seen Fury Road as well. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the other three are really different. The first one is very fucking different. Because I know what it's about, but mm. it's like the fact that society hasn't completely fallen, mm. and Max is like the reason Max goes mad is that his wife was murdered. Yeah, like he's you can see parts of the the fucked up weird society that builds after everything goes to shit in mm-hmm. it um that's just australia yeah <laughs> but uh yeah for the most part like things are still kind of okay mm-hmm. in mad max like there's a court um he's a cop he is a cop uh he goes to a shop to buy ice cream at one point <laughs> i can't imagine mad max eating ice cream yeah um there's no fucked up little mutant boys see here. he wasn't mad at that point uh, yeah uh, he was just Max. He becomes mad by the end of it, let me tell you. Doesn't he burn someone alive? Yeah, the the fucking ending shot of the film is amazing. He he finds Johnny the boy, who's... <laughs> yeah. See, they all still have the wild, like, wasteland names. Like, the main bad guy is called Toe Cutter. He, doesn't he kill Toe Cutter first? Or something crazy? Like, that's what I've heard about... He kills Toe Cutter, like, about... 10 minutes before the ending of the film. Okay. Um, and the actual ending of the film is he finds Johnny the boy, who is the first of this, like, weird motorbike cult that they encounter. And earlier in the film, what happens is Max and his partner are, like, chased down this dude called the Knight Rider. And the, the first, like, 15 minutes of the film are just a big car chase. Yeah. It's great. And he dies. There's, like, a big crash and he dies. And then it turns out he was part of Toe Cutter's kind of weird cult gang. And then that gang hear that Knight Rider died and they're like, we gotta go and we get revenge, get revenge yeah. on Max and his partner. Yeah. Uh, and the first one of them that they find is a dude called Johnny the Boy. Johnny the Boy. And uh, he gets arrested. Max's partner, Jim Goose. That's a phenomenal name. He's great. Uh, like arrests him and Johnny the Boy goes to trial. And none of the jury show up, so they can't arrest him. <laughs> none of the jury show up. Nobody shows up to the trial <laughs> because society is falling apart. Do you know why society is falling apart in Mad Max? Or is it just like... Uh... Not, it's not really specified. Yeah, that's um, kind of fun that they yeah. don't go into it in too much detail. Yeah, like the like the only real exposition that we get about any of it is that it's um a few years from now there's like a big text thing at the start that's a few years from now um, as we get closer to the eventual climate death of the world i feel like that is hauntingly uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. the other bit of kind of not really exposition i guess is we find out really early on that uh max wants to retire because he's seen too much of this shit. He's getting too old for it. He wants to settle down with his wife and his son. His son, Sprago. Um, <laughs> what are these names? <laughs> Sprog, Sprog is just an Australian word for child. Oh, yeah, I know. Sprago. Sprago. But <laughs> the fucking police chief is like, okay, here's what we gotta do. We gotta keep Max on board because he's 
basically the only effective cop we have. Yeah. So what if we just go and we give him the best car humanly possible? Okay. So he can drive around in it and it works. And Max is just like, they, mm, I like my car. Yeah, they call it the last of the V8s because it's like a, a, V8 engine, a yeah. cobbled together V8 engine I from do a bunch like of spare V8s. parts. That's what F1 yeah. cars are used. And he's like driving around to. in that for the end of the films. It's real good. But the actual ending of it is he beats the cult. Like they kill his wife and kid and he goes mad and goes for revenge. They also kill Jim Goose. Like what I've heard is that's basically like the whole thing with Mad Max is you are watching a man lose his mind. Yeah. As the world loses his mind. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, by the end of the film, where he finds Johnny the boy, and Johnny the boy's car has crashed, and he's, like, crawling out of it or whatever, and Max, like, sits down for a little bit, and Johnny is like, oh, it's not my fault, you know, they were... You know, I didn't have anything to do with it. it I was in prison. Cutter. I was in prison. <laughs> he wasn't, though, because the jury didn't show oh, up. Fuck. <laughs> uh, it was all Toe Cutter's fault and all this shit. And Max is just there, like, making a little contraption out of the car. And he gets up and he handcuffs uh, Johnny to the car. And he's like, all right, I'm not going to try doing an Australian accent. Why are this. you still doing it? <laughs> uh, this is like, offensive. Uh, he's like, okay, here's the deal. And he, like, puts a lighter on top of this little contraption. And it's, like, a little thing that there's fuel dripping down past the lighter. So that when it fills up, the fuel will ignite and blow the car up. He's like, all right, those handcuffs are made of, like, high tensile steel. With this saw, it will take you about ten minutes to cut through it. Or it'll take about five minutes to cut through your leg. And he just leaves him and drives away. And the last shot is him driving away and you just see the explosion in the background. But the ending of this film is wild because it's fully just like, okay, dude has has lost it. Yeah. What the fuck do you make a sequel about? (laughs) Yeah, because it's weird. You watch, like, I've heard you watch the first Mad Max. It's not necessarily a movie that, like, it's interesting to say watching Fury Road and then watching Mad Max 1. Mm. Because I say to you, like, how the fuck does he get from this to this? And from what I understand, uh, it just kind of jumps. Yeah, I think it jumps like five years. Because, like, it's... What's number two? Mad Max... Is that Terrodome? Road Warrior. Oh, it's Road Warrior. Yeah, Thunderdome is number three. People like number three, I think. Number two is better liked than number three. I think number three is the, like, Max and Children arc. But number two is the one where it becomes, like, Desert Wasteland stuff. Yeah. It's just Australia. Uh, So I'm going to be watching that one tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, We'll talk about that in the next episode. It's um, fun seeing uh, George Miller's, like, direction style in a no-budget film compared to Fury uh, Road. Because it's functionally the same, just with more money. Can we see how it is in an animated style? In an animated style? Yeah. Happy Feet 2. Oh yeah, two. Happy Feet 2. I forgot happy about that. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if there is a... Hey, scene... I'm very happy to see Matt and Brad play gay curl lovers. If there's a shot in Happy Feet 2 where a guy is going really fast and like zooms in on his bulging eyes, I'm going to be very happy. That is a that is a classic Millerism, yeah, I feel. Yeah, um, and they, they do it like three times in this and it's great. Speaking about things falling apart, I've started watching a new Scandinavian crime drama. <gasps> it's called it's called A Perfectly Normal Family. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. It's it's a better one of the species, I would say. Oh, really? Because it basically starts off with it's like a girl goes to like a summer camp. She's like fifteen. Something very bad happens, um, and her parents like she gets collected, and she like tells her parents a bad thing has happened, 
and her mum's a lawyer and her mum's like we're not going to report this and then it jumps forward four years and she's like this big party girl and then she gets accused of murdering her boyfriend did she do it you don't know okay <laughs> but like it's this whole thing it's like well it's a one of the better ones of the species is like it slowly kind of builds up to it where you know it's been a long time with the kind of prologue bishopish and you're like okay this child has struggled but okay, you're like, so like the bit where she is a child yeah, the, yeah. they say i say they spend the, uh, the episodes are like 45 minutes long mm-hmm. i say they spend the first 20 minutes dealing with the like the bad thing that happened sure how many episodes six Okay, cool. Six nice. episodes for like 45 minutes So what, each. like a twelfth hmm? of the show total? Yeah. 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 Ooh, quick maths. I'm a maths teacher. Oh. <laughs> but no, it's like, that's what, it's like a better one. Because like, there was a period of my life I used to watch a lot of Scandinavian crime drama. Mm. And some of them are fucking god awful. Oh, yeah? Well, like, it's What's like, the bottom of the barrel? <sighs> There's some of them where I can't even remember the bad ones. But it's like, it's like on netflix because it's there's a like the good crime dramas are so popular so like we just need to feed the content engine as much as possible yeah i can't think of the the bad one but it's just like you know what like crime stuff it's like you have people make stupid decisions for the sake of oh we want this plot point to happen so they're going to do something silly like they're they have evidence so they're not going to destroy the evidence they're going to like hide it somewhere that's really obvious like stuff like that that annoys me they're like you're going to murder someone make it smart yeah be competent yeah be competent don't don't you know have an affair and like lie about where you were when you're having an affair so the police think you're suspicious like stuff like that (laughs) you know just be smart. That's why I love True Detective because True Detective is a good crime drama. I mean to watch that. That oh. and Mindhunter are on my list for when I regain access to Netflix. They're on my uh, Hannah gets to pick the TV show list. Um, Hell yeah! New season of uh, True Detective is coming out in January. Jodie Foster's in it. Oh fuck yeah! It's nice. like a she's it's like somewhere in the North Arctic and there's like bodies frozen into the lake in weird shapes. Yeah. I'm very excited. Fuck yeah. Um. Speaking about beating the content horse for dead money, um, or not, <laughs> I'm tired. Dead money. I'm so tired. It's been a long three day week for me. Yeah, um, not really. It's been very chill. Nice. The thing I've been consuming the most of this week mm-hmm. uh, has been H. Bubber Guy's new video. I have also watched. I watched it pretty much as soon as it dropped. It came out at like one o'clock in the morning. I feel like. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did. And I was so eepy <laughs> after on Saturday. Yeah. That I was well asleep by the time that yeah. dropped. I slept See, 11 hours that night. It was great. Yeah, this was when I was in my big no sleep time. No sleep? So, yeah. Um, and if you have not watched H-Bomber Guy's essays, they're very good. I recommend. highly recommend his videos on Sherlock and... Um... Oh, wait. What the fuck is this game called? Uh, Paralogic. The Paralogic one's Paralogic great. one is really good. The Paralogic one's great. Um, he's one of those people that like releases a video every, every year. I didn't mm. watch last year's video because like it didn't interest me. Was that the... The oomph sound effect. That one's really good. Oh, is it good? That one's good, yeah. I just like... It's I, more than it seems. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe I'll dive into it now. Mm-hmm. But he's basically released a four-hour video which is about plagiarism on YouTube. And it starts off with where he's talking about like times he's been plagiarized. Mm-hmm. And he goes through a few kind of like famous cases of plagiarism. So he talks about um like the angry video game nerd and I yeah. was like, I know about this, like this is a well known case of plagiarism. Mm-hmm. He talks about like another YouTuber called like the Internet Historian, which I was like, Oh, I yeah. didn't know this was plagiarism. Another kind of Yeah, Internet Historian is 
Red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I liked. I used to like him like in like 2019 before I realized all the dog whistles were dog whistles. Yeah, me too. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was when um, he had Jontron on an episode at one point. Ooh. I was like, oh no. I, I said this before, uh, like a server Sean and I, and it's so funny that like post, I say like 2017, being a fan of Jontron is like the world's biggest red flag tying in with our christmas special which we are recording uh in like four days time like four days time um jontron did a video on kid nation i remember it yeah and he interviews one of the kids oh no and i'm like i don't want to i can't watch a jontron video but i want to know what this guy has to say Um, could you watch a re-upload of it i could yeah or you could just read a transcript or something uh but i've found i found a lot of interviews with the kid nation kids I'm so happy for mm. you. But yeah, this video, so basically, you're watching this and you're like, okay, these are loads of, like, kind of famous cases. He talks about, like, this woman who rips off, like, Wikipedia. Oh, was it Illuma? Illuma? Like, I think it's funny because I used to watch her videos in the exact same way. I was, I'm doing something, I just want something on in the background. Yeah. But then what the majority of the video is, it's him <laughs> fucking murdering a man. Just cold. James Staunton? James Sun... 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 Summerton. Summerton. Summerton? Summerton. Um, I used to watch some of James Summerton's videos and I'm like, again, I want something on in the background when I'm doing um, like a boring task. Mm. Like a, like a podcast. Like, you know, that was like a podcast. Um, that man could never go back on the internet. No, yeah, and he's no, done. He's His done. career is fucking dead. The one-two punch of the uh, H-Bomber guy video fucking about Todd. plagiarism and then the Todd in the Shadows video. The Todd video in the Baddest video, I feel like, is almost more damning. I would say so, Because yeah. the H-Bomber guy video, you're like, whoa! And then Todd being like, here's your second nuke. Yeah, it's because the Todd in the Shadows video is about how... He basically made up a load of shit that's it's, in his It's videos. an hour and a half video of him standing off. And I'm a big fan of Todd in the Shadows. Big recommend for him. Love his music reviews. He's a music reviewer. He doesn't do I, this shit. Um, I loved him in... Uh, Tiboli Flea. Flea. I yeah. knew you were going to make that joke. Yeah. Shout out to the Nostalgia Critic. No! <laughs> um, he... What if we did a Nostalgia Critic? No! <laughs> nostalgia Critic, Paul Maskell. You don't want to make that deal. I do love Paul Mesk. Paul Mesk would be a good mini series. Can't have this fight again. Um, But no, just like it's, I can't get over the 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 one the James Summerlin like James whatever you say is Summerton James Summerton is that is that his name? I think that is Jamie Jamie Boy's um, one two punch of ruining his YouTube career. Because like yeah, James Summerton. Surely there's gonna be repercussions of this. What was your favourite bit of the video, Sean? I liked the part where he was like, and now here comes the twist <laughs> that you've all been expecting and I'm going to reveal that it's a green screen behind me the whole time. And then he reveals that it's actually real wallpaper over a green screen. That was good. Hey, Tom is a funny dude. Yeah. I liked when he uh, went all Phoenix Riot at the end. The fucking him being like, you posted a video of the timeline. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that's so, so good. good. Um... Shout out to H-Bomber guy. Yeah. Cool, cool dude. Uh, I love, I've love. i loved all the Discord uh, or discourse on Twitter, which has been, I'm not that mentally ill. I don't have time to watch a four-hour video. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all never had to clean. Yeah. Y'all never, y'all had, never to... had to do the ironing. Yeah. And y'all watch never... all of Naruto. <laughs> I didn't watch all of it, but I watched like almost all of it. Really? 
leaving. I got up to the last arc and then I stopped. Why did you stop? You should finish. I don't even remember why. No, I remember why it was. It was because um, it got to a point where I was like, because I was doing something while I had it on. Uh, you started hate what you started procrastinating to watching Naruto because you like Pavlov dog yourself. No, is I, I lost track of where I was, but I did that like four times. So I wound up watching the same block of like three episodes four times. <laughs> you need to. I'm buying you with like a diary for Christmas. I have bought myself one. Do you use it? Yes, I do. I need. I have dates I need to add in after today. Actually. Put in your Naruto. <laughs> yeah, my Naruto episodes. I also don't have Crunchyroll anymore. Yeah, I feel like Crunch- Crunchyroll was such a thing in like 2019. Yeah, I could just... I can find Naruto somewhere, I'm sure. You can watch it on Crunchyroll, but just watch the ads. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to do that. No, I'm not going to no. do that. You're going to pirate it. Yeah, yeah the to... fucking h Bomber guy video is great. Yeah, watch it as a podcast over the next like yeah. month if you want. Or do what I did and don't sleep for three days and watch it then instead. No, Sean, because you are so <laughs> eepy still as he chugs a can. I'm all right now. Um, I've, I, I have recuperated somewhat. Did you watch this in your sleep? Did you finish Westworld when you were in your sleepy state as I well? I didn't finish it yet. Um, I have got one episode left in season two. Oh, but you haven't talked about season one yet. Yeah, I haven't talked about season Season one's really good. Season I... two, I actually think is better. Really? Yeah, Westworld is one of these weird shows where I had heard a lot about season one when it was coming out. I feel like it was super big in te- when season one was coming out. And I've heard nothing about the rest of the seasons. I think its release order fucked it. Oh, really? I think if you look at it, I think season one came out like when we were in sixth year yeah something like that then i think season two came out like a year and a half later mm. and i think i think it's such a it's it's such a thing of like with the hbo shows where season one's really popular and then season two isn't as popular because it's not season one yeah. like that's what happened with true detective um yeah season two is different kind of i i would say that season two builds on the themes of season one in a really cool and fun way mm-hmm uh, because season one is all about um, robots. Yeah, it's a you know a theme park based on the Wild West where uh, there's a bunch of robots who are playing characters and uh, people pay to like go in and you know go on a cowboy adventure for a weekend or whatever. Um, but season one is all about the robots starting to kind of gain sentience, yeah, and to like break free of their programming and kind of like beginning to rebel against the mm-hmm. humans season two is about the revolution okay uh like season one um spoilers for westworld i'll put the music in i'll put the cover of painted black in oh in season here. three they use radiohead they use a bunch of songs throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. uh but the like the big one in season one is at the end of the first episode um they like the the guys running the park are like okay some of these robots are acting weird we gotta 
distract the guests somehow so we'll give them a big spectacle to watch yeah so they send like a group of bandits into the town to do a big raid or whatever yeah and they're playing like a, a honky-tonk version of painted black over it it's and really Sean's like i want to go to westworld yeah i do i don't want to go to westworld there's somewhere else i want to go that i'm going to talk about that comes up in season two you've told me what this is yeah uh, yeah, season. Do you want? Two. Do you want to go to feudal Japan world? I want to go to samurai world, which ha- which comes up in season two, uh, because they're they're trying to escape the park, right? Yeah. And so a group of them like leave, and as like on the way out into the outside world, they have to go through some of the other parks that this company owns, and one of them is, uh, I think it's called Shogun World. Yeah. Where it's just feudal Japan. But the writer, they, like, they, they take one of the writers who writes all the storylines for the parks and they bring him along, basically. Yeah. And he's like, look, I didn't have time <laughs> to write storylines for a whole other world. So I basically just copy pasted the Westworld ones onto Shogun World. That's so good. <laughs> Which is a re- it's really fun because all those old, um, like, spaghetti westerns are based on samurai films. Yeah. Like, Seven Samurai is... Mm. Uh, Magnificent Seven and stuff. Yeah. And so the first episode where they get, they're only in Samurai World for like two episodes or something. Because I, I feel like they don't want to do a full season in Samurai World so the audience doesn't get bored. Yeah. Yeah. So the first episode where they get there, the same thing happens where a bunch of like wandering Ronins <laughs> arrive in town and they That's, play like a traditional Japanese version of That's Painted really Black. Good. It's really cool. So I, I've heard um, two things about Westworld. One, yeah. the release order fucked it. Sure. Supposedly as well that Jonathan, not to call you out, but to call you out. Supposedly they've admitted that in season two... Or something happened where, like, when they were writing season two, maybe when they were writing season three, Reddit guessed one of the main plot twists. Oh, really? So they changed it. Okay, interesting. And I think people got really annoyed about that. Uh, I don't... I haven't really noticed any big plot twists that are kind of coming out of nowhere in this yeah. season. So it might be season three. It might be season three. So season one came out in 2016, October mm-hmm. 2016. So, so like, yeah, we would have been... Season two came out... Oh, I'm going to bleep that, actually. We probably shouldn't have our ages on this yeah. show. <laughs> um, okay, so October 2016. Second season to April 2018. So, like, a year and a half later, yeah. I feel. Like, you know, yeah, it's about a, it's about a year and three months yeah, from... Yeah, the second season is basically a direct continuation yeah. of season one. Then season three came out March of 2020. Oh, shit. So, like, it came out the 15th of March. Like, we went... I think that's when we went into lockdown. That is... Yeah, it is. Um, Pretty much to the day. So I can imagine, like, I'm just looking at the viewership numbers and, like, half of what it, the average viewership for season three halved compared to season two. Yeah. And I don't know if that's about the quality of season three or just, like, people were not in the mood to watch it and it's, like... Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because it was a solid two years then and then, like, the last season came out this last summer. Yeah. And again, I feel like there was no buzz about I, it. I remember seeing the first like poster for it posted on twitter somewhere and that's all i know about it i think i think aaron paul might be in it let's see i know like evan rachel woods in it like it there's a lot of like very the cast in westworld is fucking stacked ed Um, harris is in it that's who sure uh jeffrey wright is like one of the main characters in it james marsden is in it who anthony hopkins anthony hopkins is fantastic i was really worried about season two because um Anthony Hopkins shows up in like a couple of flashbacks in season two, but he's like off screen yeah. and you only hear his voice. So I was like, oh, did, did they not get him back? 
But then he shows he up. Does, he is. He, he is. Come they back. did get him back. I think it's one of those um, things of like a show like that where they're going, they're doing a season every two years. I think it's very difficult to not lose the hype. Yeah. Because like I know that would happen with Succession. So like I, I'm a big Succession person. Season three of Succession when it came out, there was a lot of like people did not enjoy the first half of that season as much as they like they did because they'd had to wait a pandemic for it. Yeah. Where like you watched it all straight through pretty mm-hmm. much I feel. So, like, Which is you, what I'm doing with Westworld as well. Yeah so, so I feel like you're never you're not gonna have that like I've waited so long for this. It's not living up to what I want it to be. Yeah. Which I feel like is very difficult for shows to survive. Mm-hmm. Something I'm not feeling that way is Slow Horses. We're back for season yeah. three. Baby. Shout out to Gary Oldman. Shout out to Gary Oldman. He's so good in this show. I think it helps that all the books are fit, like the books are finished. Oh, are they? Yeah, cool. the books are finished. Um, so they've been able to, like, I haven't started reading the books yet. I'm going to read them soon. I bought the first one. Um, but they're able to do the, the, the smart thing in an adaptation where they're like, this plot point is like a big plot point in season five. We're going to introduce it in like season two and let mm-hmm. it simmer, which I think is great. Um, someone's kidnapped the competent old lady who runs Slow House and Gary Oldman's sad because he's like, that's my old lady I bully. I don't like this. <laughs> Slow Horses is great. Please Hell watch yeah. Slow Horses. Apple TV continues to be the best streaming network. Nice. Because... It's got Godzilla on it. It does have Godzilla on it because... <gasps> Godzilla vs. Godzilla X Kong <laughs> trailer came run. out. I'm so that. excited. I can't wait. Um, honestly, Apple doing yeah, we release an episode a week. Mm-hmm. It's so much smarter than just dumping them all one week. Yeah, because you get consistent engagement with it rather than like a consistent engagement. I'm looking forward to watching every episode. Mm-hmm. I like make a point of going to watch it. I feel like you talk about it for longer. Yeah, people aren't and like from a cynical point of view, people aren't just gonna like you know do a fake email address and watch it all like the on weekend. the free trial. Yeah. yeah. Which is why Sean has yet to get Apple TV. <laughs> Once uh, fucking Monarch Legacy of Monsters is finished, then I'll get it and watch all of it. Fully, you can just, some weekend, you can just camp out in my house and Fuck watch yeah. it. Nice. Um, I, the one thing that annoys me about all the streamers, I wish you could buy box sets. Because there's a lot of... I, oh, I... Uh, Neve got on to me the other day. Apparently they've got the Godzilla Criterion collection in AFI, uh, so we might be we might be going halves on that. Nice. Yeah. But I mean, like box sets of like I used to be a big get someone a box set as a present person when I was like yeah, fifteen. Yeah. You know, you're like I like the show. Here's the show, so you can watch it. And you can't mm-hmm. do that with any of the streamers. Yeah. And it annoys me. I might pick up a box set of Westworld at some point because that's a good show. HBO is good for doing it still. Yeah. I feel. Speaking of uh, media that Sean likes to consume, I weirdly have started doing this at the end, but Sean, mm-hmm. yeah. how are the X-Men doing this week? No comics this week. Really? Good <laughs> thing, Nothing. <laughs> good thing I left it till the end. Yeah. Uh, so this is the week where I would be talking about adjectiveless X-Men and Daredevil, but I'm not reading those anymore, so I've got no comics to talk about. What is um, Rare Flavors number three? 20th. So next... December 20th. Okay, yeah. I will... Run now to get that as a little Christmas present. To yeah, myself. so that'll be in one of Wait, our... after November! What 
was the November one? It was like right at the beginning of November. Oh, issue yeah. Issue two was at the beginning of November. I was about so, to say, because I feel like yeah. it should be like now-ish. It got pushed off by like two weeks. Oh, just because of Christmas? I don't know why. Yeah, um, The writer and artist didn't say anything about it, so I assume it's not I like... I imagine it's just this time of year. It's probably things where they're like, let's wrap stuff off before the new year, you know? Yeah, like with, with comics publishing, um, December's always a really slow month. Really? Yeah. Just because they're giving writers like the time off and stuff. Uh, people don't buy as much. Yeah, because they're buying Crimbus. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Um, oh, that means we have to talk about Stuck on You. <laughs> uh, I have one more thing. I finished Words of Radiance, that, that book I was reading. Oh, is this the Brandon, Brandon Sanderson, Sanderson one? Yeah. How is it? It's pretty good. It's all right. Like, that's the one that's like a thousand pages, right? Or is that the... F- it's quite long. Um, it's split across two books. So I finished the second part the other day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I listened to the last like couple of chapters as an audiobook. Um, is that the best, better way to read nope. it? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Really, <laughs> the voices in the audiobook are fucking wild. Because like, oh, is it just a bad adaptation? Do you think? Not really. Like the thing is, these books are basically shonen. Oh really? Yeah. Don't tell me that. But you can you can kind of ignore it when you're reading it. Okay. But when people are reading it and they're doing anime voices, basically. You're trying to convince me? You can't be one of them. You've seen that I am. The void bringers are back. They can't be. I am truthless. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. People love those books. Yeah, they're they're good. Like they're they're fun. Is that the first like, one or the second it's one? It's the second one. Okay. Um. I'm going to take a break from them for a little bit. I've started reading Assassin's Apprentice by Robin Hobb. Uh, I heard those are great. Yeah, the start of it's fucking banger. But, yeah. Uh, Stormlight Archives, Way of Kings, uh, Words of Radiance. Good, like, popcorn fantasy. Good, yeah. like, switch your brain off and just read about guys. Guys being dudes. Yeah, guys being dudes and being very sad. <gasps> Don't tell me this. They're so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the 2025 bracket. <laughs> doing my, I've decided I'm doing a no a no book by next year. Yeah, you gotta you gotta finish your books. How's your X Men homework coming along? <laughs> Do you know how many books I have at home currently? Sean? Too many, I would imagine. Sixty nine. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good number to stop at. I know. <laughs> I was like fifty will be my max. The problem is I go and I wander into. Uh, my mom's study when she's working mm-hmm. and there's all these like um, we've that's where our bookshelves are mm-hmm. so as i'm talking to her i'm like oh i want to read that and i take it off the bookshelf and i bring it into my room with me nice and, and then, then you don't put it back nope <laughs> and it stays there and then about 18 months later i'm like i should read that book yeah and then the cycle repeats <laughs> indefinitely until i die hell yeah speaking of hannah dying yeah Let's talk about Stuck on You. Oh, let me go, let me go oh, grab God, another one of these real quick. Huh? Let me go grab another one of these. Can I steal one? Because I think I need it. <laughs> Why are we in our fucking terrible comedy movie era? I don't know what you mean. Yup. It's been so long since we've had a Hannah didn't like the movie and Sean loved the movie episode. It's been far too long. Titan AE, I think, was the yeah. last one. Jerry is different because I feel like Jerry, I respected Jerry. Yeah. I just didn't vibe with it. This, I'm so fucking bored. Cheers. 
So Stuck on You is a movie about Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear playing conjoined twins. <laughs> Written uh, by the Farley brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw one of the Farley brothers wrote. Holy oh, yeah? So, uh, Peter Farley. Mm-hmm. This is his directorial... Let me filter it by, like, movies. Because something... I just saw something insane here. So okay. He wrote... He directed Dumb and Dumber. Uh-huh. Kingpin. Uh-huh. There's something about Mary. Uh-huh. Me, myself, I, and Irene. I think I see where we're going with this. Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones, yeah. Shallow Hall. Yeah, Shallow Stuck Hall. On, stuck on You. Uh-huh. Uh, Fever Pitch. Mm-hmm. Starring Drew Barrymore and fucking Jim <gasps> Fal- Jimmy Fallon. The Heartbreak Kid. Hall Pass. Mm-hmm. The Three Stooges movie. Yeah. Movie 43. Oh. Dumb Number 2. Uh-huh. And Sean. <laughs> He directed fucking <laughs> Green Book. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> and then the Great Beer Run. Green Book. Oh, Green! They let this guy do Green Book. Did they both do? No, Bob Farley didn't do Green Book. Thank <sighs> God. An Oscar-winning director. Jesus Christ! Wait, this, no, Green Book didn't. No, it did win. It did win. Yeah, that's why. Because um. Uh, oh, what movie was it that Spike Lee did that year? Um, Black Klansman. Black Klansman, yeah. Uh... <sighs> Green Book! Sorry. Yeah. Um, Look, gang, I'm an easy man to, to make laugh, I think. This movie this movie got me a lot. Um, This movie... Could also be because I haven't really slept properly since Saturday that this movie got me. <laughs> The, the reason Sean likes this movie is that it does a lot of funny cutaway gags. It does a lot of funny cutaway gags and there's a lot of funny like physical comedy Sean's with the two guys. Comedy. I love physical comedy. Um, I just think, do you know what? But yeah, it uses the fact they're conjoined twins and it just like, it's just, that's the movie. It's just, they're conjoined twins. And they go on an adventure. But they don't even really go on an adventure. They go all the way to L.A. They go from Martha's Vineyard to LA yeah, but they don't, and back. They don't do a road trip. No, they they just get there. They just get there. They meet a hot lady there. Mercedes. They become friends. It's just really boring. Nah. I don't know what to tell nah. you. Like I saw some uh, reviews of this being like, ah, oh, it's such a good parody of the like Hollywood, um, like, you know, ecosystem. And I'm <gasps> like, is it? I don't. Just like we look at. The peaks and valleys of. Yeah, but I'm like, also, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I thought it was very funny. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah? I didn't think it was uh, as bad as um, Jane and Bob Strike Back. Another sure, movie about it's going to be low. About another movie about guys going to Hollywood, weirdly. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Although they kind of... In this one, they really do ske- skip the getting to Hollywood part. So, the movie starts... Mm-hmm. And you have Cock Matt Damon with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he is literally a cook. Um, he does... Uh, and Greg Kinnear, who fucks? Greg Kinnear fucks. Um, they are playing... With a terrible haircut. Yeah, they both have terrible haircuts. Matt's definitely... Um, Matt's about to go through a weird hair journey, I feel. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, he has like a weird Dumb and Dumber haircut in this. Um... But they play Bob and Walt Tenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of them has a great pickup line at one point. It's Bob. It's Bob where um, 
they meet like a girl in the bar at the beginning. It's before they flip. Before they flip, yeah. Uh, and Bob goes up to her. He's like, hey, my name's Bob Tanner, but I'm more of a baritone. I thought that was funny. Uh, and then he bombs talking to her and they just kind of flip around. And <laughs> So like, I think the thing I find weird about this movie is that like, they obviously don't want to make the whole movie let's laugh at these two guys who mm. are conjoined twins. Yeah. But the fact is a movie about two people who are conjoined twins, they kind of have to use the fact they're conjoined twins in every situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... Which, beco- it's, which, then, it's... which then becomes kind of a, a joke in and of itself, the fact that they have to do this. Yeah. Because... Then they're in in, in the show. In the they sh- have to figure out a way. To... And it's like I feel like they keep trying to heighten us with how much like weird physical stuff they can do. So and they and it's great, and they do. <laughs> um, there's a fight playing Hong Kong music, and they do karate, and I was like, oh, this movie's made for sure. Uh, but the the movie starts out with them living out in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they run the Quickie Burger. Yeah, uh, or Matt Damon's character owns it. And yeah, they are the cook. They're like fry cooks in it, and I want a fucking restaurant like this to exist in real life, where once you order, they have three minutes to get you your food, or it's free. I don't think the burgers are good. I don't care. I don't think they're cooked properly. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Sean, you get like a sore stomach every ten days. Who gives a shit? Your tummy. I don't. You should. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, like their lives in Martha's Vineyard are like weirdly, really pleasant. Yeah, they're like they're it's a like, very, it's a weirdly pleasant movie. Yeah, like the opening has uh, I, a part that I actually genuinely found quite heartwarming. In yeah, this was the beginning where um, one of the waiters in Quickie Burger has like some form of like learning difficulty. Yeah, and uh, he messes up an order. Mm-hmm. And, it's like a drinks order. Yeah, exactly. And as this is happening, there's a group of guys who are like clearly regulars in the in the quickie burger. Yeah, there's like six like fishermen. Yeah, and they're giving them the like most complex order that they possibly can to try and make it like take three minutes so that they get their food for free. Um, but and like they get it down to the fucking seconds. There's like five seconds left on the clock when they manage to get the order out. Um, but this like out of town guy yeah. is in and the the waiter fucks up his order and he's like I'm going to go I want to I want to see I want to see the owner yeah and he goes to talk to uh Matt and Greg mm-hmm. and they're like behind a little kind of counter thing so he can't mm-hmm. see they're conjoined they're conjoined mm-hmm. kind of at the hip yeah um by the liver by the liver which is that's not where the liver is the liver's like up here further I don't do science I do. I've just been doing this with my uh, second year students. No, the digestive system <laughs> ah. and the liver. Um, that was what my uh, inspector class was about. Oh. Yeah. So he can't see that they're conjoined. He's like, I can't believe you're like hiring these freaks in this bar oh. or in this uh, at this bar. I don't know why I went to bar immediately in this uh, restaurant. And Matt's just like, Yeah, you know what? You're right. We don't, we don't, like, tolerate freaks in here. Yeah. Let me go. I'll go talk to him. Don't worry. Well, I'll sort this out. Yeah. And he, like, walks around outside, like, in front of everyone. He goes mm-hmm. up to Rocket, the, the waiter. Yeah. He's like, 
oh, look, all right, I've been hearing, I've been hearing a lot of complaints, and we don't, we don't tolerate freaks in here. Yeah. All right. So Rocket, here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna ask you to escort this man out. Yeah. And the dude's like, Nani. Yeah, the dude's like, I'm not fucking leaving. If, like, I've got to fight this guy, I'm going to fight this guy. And all the regulars stand up and like, hey. hey. I also lo- I also love the, uh, you just know that if they, the regulars had gotten down to three minutes, they would have tipped them out of the wazoo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, they would have comped yeah. the pretty much, like, the free meal. Yeah. Um, um, but like that's the thing about the movie that is like they have this very nice life and there's like a lot the mm-hmm. first bit of the movie is showing you how kind of pleasant their life is yeah and Walt who is Greg Kinnear wants to be like an actor really badly so he yeah. does this like one man show um, <laughs> he does a one man show but he's conjoined with Matt Damon so it has to be two men Matt Damon is just like dressed all in black hiding behind Matt, him I think Matt should do Matt more. Matt is so good in this. Matt should do more comedy. He absolutely Matt's got should. really good Matt comedic is, timing. Matt I think. is so good at playing like a really awkward loser in this film. Yeah, it's so funny. I think brief aside, because actually we haven't talked about like a big Matt performance. Because like Bourne's kind of different. Mm. Matt's getting b- better as an actor. Whatever. Oh yeah, he's getting yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. And this is this is the kind of. This is a role that we haven't really seen mm. him in yet, where he's playing, like, I guess it's kind of similar to his role in um, uh, The Third Wheel. Yeah, like, he's playing a very low-status character. Yeah, he's, he's playing he's playing a dweeb. Yeah, where he's not really played a dweeb as a main role before. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, always, he's not playing a lawyer. We're mm-hmm. very proud of him. Yeah. He hasn't done a leading role in the comedy film yet, either. No, he hasn't, yeah. And it kind of, it works, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's really good in it. I think he's very good. I think Greg Kinnear doesn't work as well, but mm-hmm. I think it's a different, like, I think he's a very different actor than Matt Damon. I think he works in the movie, but, like, it's a different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, one thing that I have in my notes here, actually, is that uh, Greg Kinnear's character should just be doing stand-up. You think so? Because he's really, he's really good at making jokes. And he can, he like plays off the fact that he has a conjoined twin really well. Yeah. And uh, Matt plays off of it really well as well. Uh, so I think the two of them could be a fun stand-up duo. He has a lust for the stage. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I do. I did, li- I did like Matt be like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my notes here is a realistic depiction of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a laugh of two people that had panic attacks. <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh, I have. I've had anxiety yeah. attacks. I don't really get anxiety attacks. I get... No sleep. Yeah, I get stress periods. Yeah. Or I just have like a couple of days where I'm like freaking out. Oh, I get the full like, my heart beats really fast. I start sweating. Oh, I get the heartbeat reading, yeah. beating really fast. I Maybe we should... You did quit caffeine. Maybe I should do. <laughs> I, I had a coffee earlier today. Did you still... quit caffeine a few years ago for a bit? Oh. For a little bit, yeah. Um, basically, to to get my regulatory shit back in order. Oh, fair. And then um, I did it again to get my stomach back in order. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Sean. Yeah. Um, Sean's systems aren't working too good. They're working fine right now. So Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon move to Hollywood yeah. because they have a lust for the stage. Well, Walt has a lust for the stage. Yeah. They do address very early on in the movie why they are still conjoined, which is... They do it, they do it after they go to LA because yeah. it's uh, Mercedes who asks. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercedes, 
I thought it was a great character. I really liked her. I like I the way it's not really super obvious her and Walter together until the end. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because um, up until then, you can... They you kind can of, read it either way. Yeah, they kind of play it off up until then as like, uh, they're just hanging out because they both... Because she wants to see what's going on with yeah. Matt like, and... Was it Mei Fong? Mei Fong, yeah. yeah. But it also does read of like, I kind of went like, oh, is this going to be Walt's love interest? Mm. And they kind of, they don't give... Basically, I think because they're like we can't have two love like love interest subplots mm. going, and like the Matt one's more, the Bob one's more interesting because yeah. Bob basically has this like internet girlfriend who's like a pen pal in LA. Yeah. So when they move, they're like, "This is an excuse for you to get to know her," but she doesn't know that he's. <laughs> they have a great date scene. Which one? The teddy bear. No, the first one. Yeah, yeah. when she was against a panic attack. Yeah. Um. They, they move to LA. They're living in this like shitty little motel kind of thing. Very common for LA, yeah. I feel. Um, especially for like up and coming actors in LA. Exactly, yeah. Because uh, they meet another up and coming actor in there mm-hmm. who is Mercedes, played by is it Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Well, who's, what else has Eva Mendes been in? Because I, I don't recognize know, but, the name. But she's very good in this as well. I think she's really fun. Like, she, she works really well in it. Yeah. Because it'd be very. Oh, she's in Fast and Furious. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, she's in Children of the Corn 5, Fields of Terror. Is that a recent movie? Uh, that is from 1998. Okay. <laughs> but it's the fifth Children of the Corn. She was in Training Day. Oh yeah, she was in Too Fast, Too Furious, so I never got to She was in Fast film. 5 as well. Oh yeah, she was. She was in the she, was, she had a cameo in that. Yeah. She was on like a screen. Uh, she was in Ghost Rider, apparently. Um, and The Spirit? Fuck yeah. She's in the, uh, the Place Beyond the Pines, which is that, like, oh, fuck, Ryan Gosling did drive. Let's put him into more action movies. Nice. Um, she was also in Hitch. Um, very brief aside before we get back to the movie. The Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, F1 Oceans movie. Have you not oh, heard yes, about I this? Have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A movie tailor Where they're playing, they're playing Danny and... What's his sister's name again? They're playing Danny Ocean's parents. Oh, his parents, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a heist during the Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah, in like 1960 or something. 1962. It's nice. made for me. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. If it's bad, I'm going to self-emulate. <laughs> <laughs> when it's bad. Did I say when? I said when. I thought so. I think I said when as well. Oh, did you? I don't know. I'm sleepy. Um, <laughs> I thought you said if. <laughs> I think, I'm not sure. Oh, you'll hear it in the end. Yeah, I'll yeah. figure it out. Um, fuck it, we'll do it. If you post. didn't, I'll make you say if. <laughs> Hey, Hannah, can if. you say the word if? If. There we go. If. <laughs> we can go back to one of the previous episodes where we were talking about um, Matt Damon's upcoming movie, If. God. <laughs> I shall not think about that movie. Um, but they go to Hollywood, they meet Mercedes. Mercedes is great. Um, yeah. She's like completely unfazed by the fact that they're conjoined and she's basically the only person who is it's a weird movie with like, going back to the fact they're conjoined where mm. they do kind of have like people on the street calling them freaks and stuff and they kind There's, of uh, there was one really funny part I thought where uh, they first get to LA where like they're just walking down the street and someone like yells freak at them and uh, Greg Kinnear's like oh hey yeah like, just immediately responding to it. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But I feel like you just have to do that if you are, if, like, you yeah. are 
in that situation. Yeah. I don't know if we said it, but like the reason they did have the option to be separated, but it's basically yeah. Like, Mercedes asks about this. Yeah, where it's like Bob <laughs> has most of the liver. Bob will be fine. Is what's the brother's name? Will. Will. Will has like a 50-50% chance. So Bob just refuses to do the procedure. Mm-hmm. Even though Will... You kind of... Even from the start of the movie, Will's like, I wouldn't mind it. But like yeah. Bob just... Walt. Won't, sorry, Walt. Walt would never... Walt's like, let's go for it. Mm. And you get the impression that Bob would never be able to like forgive himself if... Mm-hmm. Also, it's probably a mild safety blanket of like, my brother's always with me because we're conjoined. He's stuck on him. It's a weird movie title. <laughs> so I think it's really good. Um... Yeah, we find it. We get the first mention here of Morty. Is that the agent? I love Morty. I love Morty too. I love Morty because we find out um, the scene where he just goes in circles. Yeah, I, I, that. I thought that yeah, was good. That was really good. That's when I closed my um, laptop for the fifth time. Yeah, um, uh, they're asking Mercedes because Mercedes is also an up and coming actress who's trying to make it big in LA, mm-hmm. and they're asking her like, like, what do we do? And she's like, yeah, no, you could get an agent. I had this guy called Morty, but he was terrible. Uh-huh. Uh, so just to read this magazine, it has like uh, a bit of the back that has all the opening or all the open casting calls. And that's basically having an agent. And, and it's not. It's not, no. Uh, they go and do a series of interviews, or not interviews. It's a good montage. Um, uh, what's the word? Auditions. Auditions. Uh, and they don't get any of them. I did think it was very funny where they get the like double bubble uh, chewing gum yeah. thing and they're like eh, maybe not maybe we still want to be associated with um, birth defects <laughs> uh, despite the fact that they are perfect for the ad they are because they do the ad yeah because they do it later on after after Walt uh, makes uh, it big after they become famous yeah um I think, the, <laughs> and the combination of them being like, we need an agent, is they actually, they do do a porn film. Um, yeah. <laughs> but first they meet Meryl Streep. No, they not meet Meryl Streep after this. No, they meet her before they get the agent. Okay. But is it after they do porn when they're thinking about quitting? Yes. No, sorry. You're right. That yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meryl being in this movie is kind of, it's a good use of Meryl. Yeah, Meryl's great in it yeah. because she's playing herself. She's playing herself and she's being this very kind of like, okay, I'm like the horror of being known. Like yeah. I, it's, it's the one thing I would never want to be a famous that I, if I went anywhere, someone would recognize me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, it's fine. Like she's having dinner with someone and these two guys recognize her and go yeah. up and talk to her. I think it's one thing about like Ireland is like, because... We do have celebrities, but Irish people are also so embarrassed to exist. Mm. I think it's less of a thing of like, if you saw a celebrity in public, you go up to them. Yeah. But I think in America, it's a very big thing. I would imagine. Yeah. And it's um, a very awkward team, which I did not like because it was cringe. It um, was very cringe. Where like, they're it. like interrogating um, Meryl. Mm. Um, and she's just being very nice and very polite because it's Meryl Street. And then at the very end of it, she's like, wait a second. I do know you guys. I saw a football game that you <laughs> played <laughs> in while I was in Martha's Vineyard. Art's going to be very nice. There is a montage at the beginning of the film of these two guys doing a load of sports. I refuse to believe. I know it's good they, comedy. Uh, they, I, they could not have been allowed to box against one man. That box. must be cheating. Box. Play football. Baseball. The baseball one I could see. No, but they, they're both throwing at the no, same but like, time. If, that's got to be cheating. That's got to be cheating. But like if it was a situation of like one of you throws at a time, 
Sure. That that's the only sport I'm like you. I could see it if they were just being a baseman or something. Yeah. <laughs> the boxing one is so funny because it's fully just one of them punches up and the other one punches the stomach and they, think, you can't block that. That's not. I think weirdly the the, the American football one's worse because <laughs> they're so wide. Yeah. So wide. <laughs> um, oh. The hockey one's the cruelest as well. Because you just can't... Oh, uh, where they're in goals? Yeah. Yeah, you just can't win. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just can't score on them. I like how many sports <laughs> they do. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Meryl has, like, remembers them from watching a football game that they were in when she was recording something in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, she was filming something there. And then they just start chatting. They yeah, just, they kind of become yeah. friendly. Yeah. Um, And then... Wow, this is when they meet. How does Cher come into the movie? Because Cher kind they, of appears like a like a sledgehammer. They get a. Um, Sorry, no. They go. They run into Cher before they do the porn. Because they go to the wrong. Uh, so it's Meryl, then porn, then Cher. No, they go into the wrong building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where they meet Cher. Yeah. Yeah. But Cher is introduced at this stage. I yes, think. Cher is in this film, also playing Cher. Yeah. Uh, they're on their way... To, no, sorry, it is. They're on their way to the porn, mm-hmm. and then they meet Cher. Because they accidentally go to the wrong lot. They go, like, to the one across the street from the one that they're supposed to be going to. And they wander into, like, you know, Unit 32 or whatever yeah. on that lot. And they meet Cher, who is arguing with her agent because... She's been, she's like got a contract to do a TV show. And the scripts are terrible. And the scripts are terrible and she doesn't want to do it. Called Honey and the Bees. Honey and the Bees. Yeah, she plays Honey. Um, <laughs> Cher <laughs> is kind of hysterical as a person. Cher is amazing in this. I love Cher. Cher's just playing herself though. Yeah, like, I, it's like, so good. Uh, weirdly, uh, a Sinewaves Connected Universe uh, video popped up on my um, YouTube yesterday. Oh yeah? Which was, I sent you this, which is Graham Norton interviewing Cher, Julia oh, Roberts, yes. Tom yeah. Hanks, and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> the gang is all here. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> um, it's our guys. Sh- and Cher's talking about them, they're making a movie about herself and Julia Roberts is like, please let me play you share. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And it's so funny because it's like... We would need to do like a one-off episode on that. Oh, we I would. Feel. I feel like we would if yeah. it did happen. But she also has to defend Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I didn't actually watch the video. Okay, Sean, I see how it is. Did she have to defend Timothy Chalamet for doing an anti-Palestine skit on SNL? Oh, no. Yeah. Timothy. Yeah. I'm disappointed in you. Uh-huh. No, she was, she was basically talking as the way she does. She was like... You know, I can't do a share impression. Mm. Um, she was saying, like, I don't want them to, like, I'm going to do the, my own singing in the movie because it's so distracting when you're watching a movie and you hear, you want to hear the song and yeah. then someone else's voice comes out. Sure. And then uh, Julia Roberts like, yeah, like, imagine someone's pretending to be Bob Dylan and then just looks at Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> he's, he's playing Bob Dylan. And he's then, playing <laughs> Bob Dylan? Jesus Christ. Between that and fucking Wonka. Especially Wonka's not bad. I don't believe that for a fucking second. It got like 80 something on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The Flash got fucking rave reviews before it came out. And I've seen it. It's a piece of shit. I don't believe for a moment that Wonka's going to be good. I saw the trailer. I've seen his performance as Wonka and what it's like. It's going to be terrible. I've heard Hugh Grant talking about this movie. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> Timothy can do no. Timothy can do plenty wrong. Yeah. Um, I did what? Hey, shout out to Dune though. We love Dune. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Dune goes. I wasn't a big fan of the first one. I didn't love it, but yeah. as I as my mom said, when I, <laughs> you missed it when I wandered in to go talk to my mom after when we were on Toy Show night. She was yeah. like, she was like, put on Doom, and I was like, why should, are you watching this? And she looked and goes, Oscar Isaac Hanna, Hannah, he's a fine specimen of a man. True. And I was like, true. Yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't say anything. But uh-huh. back to this movie. Um, even though I'd love to talk about Oscar Isaac. Share. Share is great. Share is great. Yeah, uh, we discover that she has got a like clause in her contract that says that uh, she is obligated to come in as the main actress, mm-hmm. but she can choose her co-star. Her co-star. And she's like, okay. I have I've, a scheme. I have a scheme. I've encountered these guys, <laughs> and I know that one of them is an actor, so I'm going to choose him, and just the logistics of making this work is going to ruin the production. the production yeah and they say yes there's a great mm-hmm. negotiation scene where the producers oh, yeah. of the <laughs> meet, meet Morty <laughs> we've met Morty before this. no the producers meet Morty the producers meet Morty where the producers are like we fucking know exactly what you're doing Cher we're gonna call your bluff yeah and then they meet Morty and Morty is like a room for both of them <laughs> yeah he's like 1250 bucks for uh, for Walt who's the actual star uh, a, a room with his name on it and a pot full of instant coffee every morning. Yeah. And then I guess like 50 bucks a day for the other guy. And his or own 50 room. bucks a week for the other guy. Yeah. And his own room, which he can't use because... <laughs> That's not a good contract. No, it's not. Morty is a terrible agent. He was a very good agent in the 60s. I'm sure he was. Yeah. I do love that 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 trope of like person who was very confident in this industry 50 years ago because i think it's just like it's a great nostalgia bait kind of i don't know i think it's funny yeah um but then they do the show and the show is just like a type of tv that doesn't really get made anymore it's yeah. like a like crime procedural mm-hmm. like a just a midday kind of thing to you know yeah entertain where... the masses sean has notes holy shit i've got notes where matt pl- no not matt walt plays a Matt Bees, uh, who is the Bees? He's like a um, a, a doctor slash biochemist, biochemist slash forensic scientist, uh, and he's kind of teaming up with Cher, who plays Honey, who's a lawyer, to, who's a lawyer to solve crimes. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'd watch that show. Yeah, but the thing is, we like we get to see Them some footage of the show, and. It's so funny because he's constantly like right at the left of the frame <laughs> mm. so that um, so that Bob can be just out of frame. Yeah. Or Bob is like constantly like covered with something. And the, the in the one that we see where it's like actual footage of the show, um, we can kind of see like little bits of Matt. Like, they, 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 they cut back to Mark Disvinia and everybody's watching it and they're yeah. like, there's Bob! And yeah. I'm like, that's me doing the podcast. I'm like, there's Matt! There's Matt, Yeah. <laughs> But he's like uh, hyperventilating into a paper bag off oh, screen. There's just, there's just the, the, going back a bit, the bit where he's doing the one man play and he's just like. And he's just dressed in black. Dressed in black and yeah, he's, and he's sweating. sweating. Yeah. And you're like, that's funny. Yeah. Like it is. Matt Damon uses his own like weird. Because I think at this stage, Matt Damon's a very like known as like a very charismatic guy. Yeah, and he is not at all. I have written in my notes here: this man has negative rays. 
Oxford year, uh, Oxford Dictionary yeah. Word of the Year. Let me tell you, I've heard all about that over the last couple of days. <laughs> God, the, the horrifying curse of working with children. Yeah, um, it's great. I love it. But back to the movie. They kind of film the show. The show pilot goes well. They get reviews where it's like, Cher's kind of shit in it, but Walt's great. Mm-hmm. And at the same time this is going on, Walt's like, Bob, I need you to have a plot in this movie. We're going to bring back your girlfriend. And they go on a, like, they basically go on a date with, um, how do I pronounce her name? So I don't want to say it incorrectly. Uh, Mei Fong. Mei Fong. And <laughs> Mei Fong. she doesn't know. She, she doesn't, doesn't know, know that they're conjoined. She just thinks that his brother is a freak and is coming along with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an awkward date. It's the worst date of all time. But you realize over the course of the thing that, like, her and Bob are perfect perfect for each other yeah they're like they they get along really well they're like they've got a lot of the same interests they've got the kind of same nervous energy yeah 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 yeah. like she has a panic attack at one point during the date um but fucking walt is there the whole time because they're conjoined (laughs) twins yeah oh god Hey, let me. I gotta. I gotta consult my notes on this section because like, I definitely is, this have. This is my some. my issue with the movie. Like, there's so many bits in the movie, and it's like, and it's because they're conjoined twins. Yeah. So where this like is, it kind sorry. of feel like it overstays its welcome. There is there is one joke here that I need to talk about. Okay. Which is on the, on the date he's talking about moving to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, "Yeah, no, I was a little bit worried when we moved out here." I heard about all the gang fights and the bloods and the crips and I thought about joining the crips but I found out that the bloods dental plan was better and I was like what the fuck are you talking about Matt Damon hey gang warfare it's a hot topic in the early 2000s in LA yeah I've listened to some of the NW I've watched the NWA movie it's a good movie <laughs> yeah my sister loves that movie straight out of Compton's good uh, um then the, the nightclub scene, I think. Yeah, there's just like, there's a, a big stretch of this movie where it kind of, it happens in kind of the same order. Like, not the same order, but like, you could discuss it in kind of any order. Where it's Yeah, like, I think we've gotten some of the order of this. Judging by but, my notes, we've mixed things around a bit, but it but doesn't actually fine. matter. Yeah. But there's kind of like, for the good middle kind of 45 minutes, like, Walt's basically, they're filming the show, the show is going well. Yeah. Uh, and the show's going very well. The show's going very well. And then Bob is kind of dating May Fong and she doesn't know that he is like a conjoined person. Yeah. Yes. And she just thinks his brother's a freak. Yeah. And then there's like a scene where like they go to a nightclub together. And the like, night, I want to talk about the nightclub scene. I want to talk about the nightclub scene because this is another date between uh, Bob and May Fong, but also... Um, Walter Mercedes are like, there. You you get the impression like when you know they get together by the end, you're like, oh, this is them on a date as well. It's a double date. Yeah, but in the scene when it's happening, it's it looks more like mm-hmm. Mercedes wanted to come along to meet the girl. Yeah, and like to see how the date is going. Mm. Um, and uh, she gets Mayfong gets like harassed by an ex coworker, an ex coworker who thinks that like she's his girlfriend and is not happy that she's on a date and uh there's a there's a little fight scene Mei Fong says to um to Matt like don't don't fight this guy he's a black belt let me tell you 
the twins fight him. Uh, I'm so sad to admit that I missed some of this because I went to... How did you miss some of this? I was so bored of this movie, Sean. I was on my laptop. How do you... I watched a bit of it, but I was like, why is he spin kicking? (laughs) Because he's badass. (laughs) I was like, I'll rewind and watch it. And I just didn't. I didn't want it. The twins basically fight this guy and his like gang of cronies, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they're like apparently kung fu masters. I did watch it. Sorry, I tell a lie. I watched it because it's in the trailer. Oh, okay. So I was like, sure. I know what's gonna happen. Now. I never watched the trailers for these. I had to see what the trailer was like for this movie. Yeah. The trailer was terrible. Okay. The trailer was so bad. <laughs> the scene of Matt Damon being stuck in the buster that was good. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he, he, he just, they beat the shit out of these guys. It was great. That's what I knew Sean would like this movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. And then around this point, um, Mayfawn kind of like, they they see more of the show, the show's going well. Mayfawn mm-hmm. finds out that... Um, was... No, she doesn't. No, 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 she doesn't. She goes to the apartment. Yeah, but that's how she finds out. No, yeah. she doesn't find out for a while. No, she does. No, she doesn't. No, she but goes... when they tell them, when she runs out thinking they're gay, she tells them... Oh, yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, he does tell her that then. Yes, never mind. My <laughs> notes my notes are so incomprehensible that I was like, there's so much between then and now. Um, That's all right. No, yeah. She goes back to uh, the apartment, I think the next day. Yeah. And... He's sick or something and he's, she's... No, they're just hungover. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, 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 no. Um... No, never mind. I've got my timelines <laughs> wrong. They're, the two of them are hungover, and this is where we find out that when uh, Walt drinks, Bob is the one who gets the hangover because he has the liver. Yeah. Um, and so Bob is like horrifically hungover in bed. The two of them are sleeping in the same bed because they're conjoined. Um, and Mei Fong like, comes in, she has a key to the apartment and mm. opens the door. Uh, and she sees the two of them in bed together and she's like oh my god you're not brothers you're lovers <laughs> and she runs away and this is where he he reveals to her that they're conjoined and she's like I don't know how to process this I'm and, leaving the movie yeah she drives away and then this is when Bob gets very sad and they also get out yeah. of this being conjoined and this has my favourite line a couple of my favourite lines from Morty which is because Morty is there to like try and deal with the like PR aspect of it being revealed that one of the stars of the hot new... Good for you, Siri. Why well you done. Fuck... Yeah. Uh, She's talking so much more recently. Oh, really? I don't know. Uh, Morty comes over to try and deal with the PR thing of, you know, the big star of the new uh, legal drama being uh, a conjoined twin and nobody knows. But, like, you can imagine if it was something like Jacob Elordi got caught out that he was a conjoined twin, like, after Euphoria aired. Yeah, yeah that, like, would, imagine be, that, that ha- would be wild. <laughs> Yeah. insane um, two of my favourite lines here is number one uh, Cronkite is gonna have a field day with this <laughs> I think Morty might be my favourite character and then he refers to some fucking news anchor as Jenny Piss <laughs> we need Walter Cronkite they need to resurrect Walter Cronkite they gotta bring Cronkite back I want back, to hear yeah. Cronkite talk to talk about Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner <laughs> The Oxford Dictionary oh, Word of the Deer is and this is, Riz. <laughs> this is also where he drives around in the circle on his like um on his little scooter. He's like, deny, deny, deny. And I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, like you can't deny this. And Mercedes is there, just like just play into it. Like, come yeah, on, come on. So they they play into it. And they, this is where Luke shows up. Luke Wilson is in. Luke this Wilson fucking is in a single shot of this film. I'm not Damon S cameo. Yeah. Uh, because they go onto like a late night talk show. I can't remember which one it was. It's Jay Leno. It's Jay Leno. Yeah. And um, they present themselves very well. They do. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. Uh, uh, but there's like a shot of the other guests on the show, and it's Luke Wilson. I just texted Sean, Luke. Luke. Yeah, and I was like, Luke Wilson. Um, and then we, whoa! This is when that airs. When the Jay Leno episode airs, and this is when we could share at home in bed. I did not like this. I didn't like this. I was like, what the fuck is they've this? Been, they've been talking about all the ways through this movie that Cher has a secret boyfriend no one's talking about. Yeah. And they reveal it's fucking Malcolm. It's Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle. And it's like, what the fuck? Cher, why are you doing your child? Cher, you shouldn't be doing this. Cher, get out. Get Frankie, get out of here. You're in danger. Also, why is Frankie shirtless? I don't want to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... No. Out of the... Out, in the real world? Who let that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, Frankie Muniz is an interesting guy. He's um, Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle. He apparently doesn't remember filming most of Malcolm in he the Middle. He had, like, a massive stroke or something when he was, like, 29 or something. Yeah. Which sounds awful, like Yeah, so we'll we'll probably never know what was going on when he when he made this. I feel like there's probably like he probably is a massive fan of Cher. Because like the guys who wrote this to Farley Brothers are very respected yeah. like comedic kind of directors. It was probably just advertising for Malcolm in the Middle. Is Malcolm in the Middle still on with this says on? I think so, yeah. Malcolm Sounds... in the Middle I remember watching Malcolm in the Middle. When I it remember was watching out. Malcolm in the Middle, but I remember watching like a lot of reruns of it I felt. Welcome in the Middle, I feel like was going on... Yeah, it started in 2000. Wow. Went for seven seasons. Damn. Malcolm in the Middle. 2006. Another show I feel like you can't watch anywhere now. You know? I have actively avoided going back and watching really? it. Just because I loved it's on, it. It's on Disney Plus. I loved it so much when I was a kid. I don't want to ruin... Like, I know it's good. I know it holds up. But I, I just don't want to Remember? fuck with that it, like feeling of being a kid and watching it. Reese uh, went to Iraq. Yeah, they're my favorite. I love those episodes. <laughs> I know. I love the ones where he came back and he was like in Alaska or something. That's the brother. That's the older brother. Reese. Oh, so it's Malcolm. Not Malcolm Reese and Dewey. And there's, remember they have the Dewey. older brother. Yeah, he's it's in the older brother. Yeah, he's in yeah, military yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, and he's his wife who um I can't remember what her name. Malcolm and Little. Banger show. Banger show. What a show. Um. Don't make them like they used to. They really don't. But yeah, this is when Frankie Muniz is his like, let me become like a big. This is yeah. This is right in the middle of Malcolm in the Middle. So and he's doing the like, um, Agent Cody Banks. This is the same year as Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've I've just sorry. I've just uh, no. I opened my phone and Twitter was open, and I've I've seen this. With a love group. <laughs> reviewed by Griffin and David of Blank Check. What are they? What are they cooking? What are they cooking? Um, um, I discovered an episode of Blank Check with Kevin Smith on it. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm very excited. I made a terrible realization about Frankie Muniz. Oh yeah, he's now a race car driver. No way! <laughs> like rallies or? Yeah, he's a stock car racer. 
Fuck yeah. But I was like, yeah, Frankie. Nice. Why wasn't he in Gran Turismo? Yeah. Uh, from Gamer to Racist. But they... The, the, the show's getting big. They successfully managed the, the whole PR thing of uh, one of them is conjoined. And oh, I'm just reading my, Frank a correction. Or not one of them is... I just said I, they successfully managed the PR thing of one of them is conjoined. I mean, Surely you need two of them to be conjoined. When two become one. Yeah, they, they start blue screening Bob out. Yeah. But like it's this is kind of the weird point in the movie where like Bob they've kind of been like, yeah, we're you know we're conjoined people, it's all fine. And then mm. Walt kind of goes, I'm I'm very happy. Oh Bob yeah. is super fucking depressed. Yeah, because, because Bob he... you kinda get throughout the feeling throughout the movie, Bob doesn't really like being a conjoined person. I no, I think the I think the thing with Bob is rather than like the issue with being with being conjoined it's he was happy with his life back in Martha's Vineyard yeah. and it's leaving that that kind of makes I, him unhappy I guess this you know? like, to say it better it's like he doesn't like being in the spotlight he doesn't like being you know brought along with Walt on this yeah. rise to stardom yeah uh, he would much rather be left back at Martha's Vineyard to you know cook burgers for for the rest of his life yeah but he can't because because he also is all he also like the the two brothers care about each other really deeply and you get a relationship and you get a really good sense of that throughout the film and he knows that this is walt's dream and he doesn't want to take that away from him yeah Yeah, exactly uh so they make the decision to get the surgery they kind of walt insists on it really yeah it's the feeling i got and then um this is the part where uh Walt gets fucking blasted because he's like all right look if you're like cuz Bob doesn't want to do it he still but, he still doesn't think it's worth the risk it's it's more like it's the thing of like I'll be fine you might die exactly yeah and it's like it's the it's a, like the selfish sibling thing of like I don't want to do something and have to live with that guilt all my life yeah and I'm happy with how things are and Walt kind of goes you're not happy. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who's going to be at risk. Let me do this. And Bob just is like, nope. Mm-hmm. And Walt's like, all right, I'll make your life a fucking living hell. Yeah, he's just, just going to drink fucking drink all the time. and smoke. Yeah. And do all all the shenanigans necessary. Uh-huh. They get a... <laughs> they steal a purse. <laughs> they steal a purse. I'm pretty fucking... satisfied with what I've got. Siri. Damn, Siri. Siri, what Damn. are you tonight? Uh, they... <laughs> Like, and Bob is driving Walt home at the end of this, like, night of binge drinking and smoking. And he gets pulled over. And because he's the one with the liver, his blood alcohol level is reading his high. No, they say Walt blows like a... Oh, yeah, no. It's Walt it's and they divide Walt, it by two. Yeah, they divide it by two between the two of them. Yeah. How um, does that work, actually, if you drink? And because Bob was the one who was driving, he's the one who gets arrested. Yeah. So they just have him... Like in a cell, in a cell, but with the like conjoined bit between the bars. <laughs> How does it work actually if you were conjoined twin, and one of you drinks and the other one doesn't? So it depends on. There are a lot of different kind of conjoints. forms of yeah being conjoined. I saw so the ones with, where they were conjoined by the brain. That's metal as fuck. Yeah, some of them like some of them have conjoined circulatory systems, mm-hmm. and if they have that, then I would imagine the um. Like blood alcohol would spread through, yeah. But 
then I guess they also have twice the amount of blood, so it would be harder to get drunk, maybe? I don't really know how it works. But if it's but... the liver, then it's not... Because the liver... Does the liver have blood? I didn't do biology. Um. Yeah, that's the liver's whole thing. So, yeah. So, like... Would you not get drunk, then, if one of you drank? I don't think this movie is too concerned with the medical mechanics of... But we have a real-life neurosurgeon slash presidential candidate in this movie. Do we? Yeah, we do. Who? Ben Carson is the surgeon who does the operation on them. Ben Carson? 2016 presidential candidate. Damn! the Republican Party. All-star cast out here. Uh, Ran against Trump. Ran against Trump, hey! Crazy man. Oh, worse than Trump? No! No? Well, Trump did It's kind of hard to be worse than Trump. I was about to say, there's like... That's like saying is... Mustard gas worse than cyanide gas. Sure, you know? cyanide gas. I don't think exists. I don't. I'm not a chemistry man. I am. What's the other gas they use in World War One? Oh, it's this guy. Yeah, yeah, I do. He's a really soft-spoken guy. guy. Yeah. Where everyone was like, he's a really good doctor. Why the fuck is he getting involved in politics? Yeah. He's, Honestly, yeah, he's got over a hundred published neurosurgery. Honestly, papers. wish it'd be great if he had been president during the Rona. <sighs> Damn. You know. Yeah. Because you've kind of been like, no, we're locking down. <laughs> Anyways, um, they do this big kind of like drunken night. They have a big fight about it. And Bob kind of agrees to the surgery. Yeah. And then they go for the surgery. And just before, as they're kind of driving off to do it, Morney is like, no, please. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be, you're committing career suicide. Yeah. And Mae Fong kind of appears and she's like, I've had some time to think about it. And I'm okay with yeah. this. And he's like, well, actually, it's a good thing that you accepted me because this plot line's actually going to be resolved in the next, like, five minutes of the mm-hmm. movie. And it's like, cool, groovy. And then they go off to the surgery and they're really panicked about it. And then it goes completely fine. It, this, it does one of my favourite jokes oh? where uh, Mercedes and Mei Fong are waiting outside for the doctors to come in. And one of the doctors comes in. He's ben like, Carson comes in. Ben Carson comes in and he's like, I'm sorry. We, I, don't know how, I don't know how to tell you this, but we, we've lost them both. And then another doctor walks past and like, yeah, no, we found them. They're a floor up. It's like, oh, okay, cool. We found them. The surgery went well. That was, that was a good joke. I like that. A lot of good jokes in this movie. Yeah. And then, then the kind of, I don't know, the, once they get separated, I'm like, what are you doing now, movie? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a little. movie, what's happening? Like, it goes on for a while it's after. about a half an hour or more of the movie after they kind of get yeah. separated. Um, which it, it feels like quite long and it's functionally mostly a montage of both of them being unhappy being unhappy with their lives separately because they've become so dependent on each other basically yeah. um, like I do like that both of them still walk the same way that they did when they I were like kids. That That's a fun detail. Over. Yeah. And Matt is like Matt moves back to Martha's Vineyard with May Fong. Because he's just like, don't like this, don't want to be here. Yeah. And he tries running the quickie burger on his own. He can't do it. No. He can't do it. Everybody's eating for free. Yeah. Like it is I think it is good that the fact that like they they have a very difficult time adjusting. Mm. I kind of wish they had showed a little bit more of it like they had like had longer in the movie because it does feel like it's a little bit rushed but like also not it, it, see it simultaneously goes on for so long and also feels rushed somehow because it's like because it's all these montages of their life is shit now yeah but they don't show you the like 
they don't show you any of the joy of them being separated because there would probably be i imagine they kind of do that first scene where they well they go to a gas station but that's kind of it yeah that's kind of it yeah Yeah. there, there is i did really like that part where um they they go to a gas station and uh walt is like i'm gonna go in and get something and bob goes up to go with him and he's like no you stay in the car yeah and it's like the first time that bob has been on his own in his life basically but ever. i feel yeah. like it, it would work a there's little... another good joke here actually as well where um uh there's like just a random guy mm-hmm. like walking by the car and bob goes hey i'm on my own you know he goes yeah you're gonna stay that way bud and he walks away i thought that was funny yeah, it's just one thing I'm like, I think it's such a, the concept of being like a conjoined person and then mm. not being it anymore. Yeah. As an adult. Wild. It's crazy. Yeah, after like fully growing up with that person but like, beside you, imagine, stuck on you. Ugh. But like, they're older than us, they're in their 30s. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine never being by yourself ever before. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you would go fucking, like... I, I watched a little bit of... Or my housemate watched a little bit of this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she went and looked up the oldest, like, surviving conjoined twins. Yeah. And they're conjoined, like, at the belly. Like, oh. facing towards each other directly. Oh, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I guess this is all you knew. Mm. How old are they? Uh, I didn't find out. They were old. They were the oldest ones. Cause yeah, I guess, uh, I guess the thing is, like, for a lot of them, it's really difficult to, like... If it's your stomachs that are conjoined, mm. like, do you just give yourselves one stomach? Uh, they were 68. When they died? Mm-hmm. Right? When did they die? Uh, July 4th, 2020. Wow. Yeah. That's a long life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie and Donnie get a galleon. Yeah, because I guess at the stage, because like, now I think they just, like, separate you as quickly as possible. I yeah. But I guess that's the thing of, like, if Bob... Because it's set in 2003, this movie. Mm. They're probably what, born in the 70s. I yeah. think if they're born in 2000, it's sort of like... Whoop. Yeah. A mad concept, really. Yeah, it is. Anyway, uh... <laughs> I'm just thinking about, yeah. Yeah. The horrors of always being perceived. Um, Imagine being perceived in an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly coughed up my pan. Um, <laughs> you did a big slurp. Of course you did. <laughs> that was for comedic effect. Yeah. Um, and then... Honey and the Bees does get cancelled. Yeah, it does, because it's shit. And also the, like... Walt just can't act anymore without Bob. Yeah, they do. The, the interesting... He moves, like, so differently without him there. That It is a thing I think would be very, like... In- I think I wish the movie kind of spent a little bit more time on, which is, like how fucked up your life would be if you were, like, conjoined and then not conjoined. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think it'd be a very good option if you have some very funny physical comedy. I do, too. There is a good bit where he's, like, he has a fight scene in the show and yeah. he just can't do it because he's, like, he's doing the same moves from the kung fu scene earlier, but uh, Bob isn't there to, like, support his weight, so he just falls over. Yeah. Um, so the show gets cancelled. He has a good conversation with Cher. Yeah. Oh, one thing I will say, I love that Cher in every scene has different hair. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's you're so like, funny. yeah, Cher. Cher. And Cher is such a dickhead throughout the whole thing as well. She's just like, yeah, we'll do this thing that will make the show worse and make these guys look kind crazy. of crazy. So it gets cancelled and I'm out of it. Because <laughs> that's her goal. She wants to get the show cancelled so she's, that she doesn't have to do it anymore. She's a little bit jealous of them, I think. Yeah, she is. I yeah. think she's kind of like, oh, like... 
I wanted me to be the kind of biggest thing in the show. And everyone who's kind of watching the show is like, like, Walt's really good. And yeah. kind of makes it work because... And Cher, it's not very good. But also then there's a point where they hire Bob as like a screenwriter. Mm. And they're like, oh, actually, Bob is quite good as a screenwriter. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Then mm-hmm. they kind of don't do anything with after that. Yeah, they don't really. They, they mention don't, it. They kind of then... drop that plot line. Yeah. Um, but they have a nice conversation, him and Cher, Walt mm-hmm. and Cher. Because Walt, Walt keeps going to this, like, bench with a, a, a guy reading a book and he keeps leaning yeah. against him. <laughs> yeah. um, but Cher and Walt have a good little scene where they're like, Walt's like, God, jeez. And Cher's like, what makes you happy? Mm. And do that. Yeah. Um, and you know what makes him happy? Flipping burgers back in Martha's Vineyard. And just doing his, like, shows once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he goes back. And for a hot second, I was like, did they conjoin themselves again? <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't. What they do is they start wearing shirts that have like Velcro bits on them. Yeah. To, to keep them together. Uh, and then whenever they need to separate, they just pull away. Which I'm like, boys, you need to go to therapy. So actually, after he gets back, there's a one year skip. Yes. Um, and... Oh, one thing I want to talk about when he goes back mm-hmm. to the bar and he has a scene where, like, Matt's in the, the quickie burger and, like, mm. they're not doing well as a business. Yeah. Uh, and then Walt comes on and plays a song. And they just have Matt Damon say a slur for no fucking reason. Did they? Yeah, he says, like, the F-A-G word. He calls Walt a... I fully did not register that at all. Yeah. Uh, so I must but have yeah, just yeah. completely missed that. Matt Damon's yeah. like, yeah, you... And I was like, Matt, you... Damn. We don't say that word. You're, I, I can say that word. I didn't say the word. Yeah. I'm careful. I'll beep it out and make it sound like you did. No! <laughs> yeah. I was so careful! <laughs> I was so careful! <laughs> this is so mean. This is shit I have to put up with people. Uh, just wait until we start Kid Nation. Then, then the real evil Sean will come out. How? You'll see. Oh, don't tell me you've got bits planned for kidney. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> All I'm going to say is there's an episode where they contemplate the sanctity of life. And, um... Is someone they killed a chicken? <laughs> or do they? Um... Yeah, they kind of fast forward. Walt mm-hmm. goes back. Um... Yeah, this is the kind of bit... The bit after they kind of get separated. It's like 25 mm-hmm. minutes of the movie. It goes quite yeah. quickly. You just kind of see a lot of montages of them, their lives being a bit shit. Yeah. And then... And then Walt goes back one year later. Uh, we cut to the opening night of one of his... No, we cut to them in the Quickie Quick. Burger. Yeah. They're and they're back, doing great. They're doing great. Yeah. They, back in business. They're, it's the opening night. Actually, I do want to... There was one thing I missed from mm-hmm. earlier, um, which is in the scene where uh, Honey and the Bees is first showing. And they cut to... Like, the people in the diner watching it. Yeah. We do see Rocket in the background, and he has taken over as the chef, and both of his hands are in casts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they go to the opening night of Bonnie and Clyde, which is this musical they talked about in Mm. the very first bit of the movie. Yeah, this is his... His dream was um, making a musical out of Bonnie and Clyde. Which, like, that's a good idea. That's a banger. He also, he plays Robin Hood in one of his auditions. That was great. I love yeah. Robin Hood. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then he does the, this big musical number and I'm like, Greg Kinnear should play a gangster. 
Yes, he should. He should. Yeah. But who's Bonnie? Who? It's Bonnie. Who's a, Bonnie? A kicking back to the beginning of the movie. A, 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 a very unknown actress. I don't... I actually don't know who it is. I didn't recognize her. It's Meryl Streep. It's Meryl Streep. It's Meryl Streep. <laughs> I love Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is good. Yes. I like Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I haven't seen Here We Go Again. She's not in it. Oh, is she not? No, they kill her off. Damn! <laughs> um, Cher is in it, though. Oh, nice. She plays... Um, oh, yeah, she's one of the... She's the grandmother. Wait. <laughs> no, she's not who she I was thinking She's Meryl Streep's mum. No. Yes. That, that's simply not true. <laughs> Tell me the truth. What was I going to say? Yeah, and they do this big musical number... Yeah. They don't let Meryl sing. Let Meryl sing. And that's that's it, right? That's kind of it. Like they do yeah. a whole thing where like they're now happy. They've yeah. gotten the, they've gotten the they can be Mercedes together. Mercedes has come back with them as well. Yeah, like yeah. and uh, Bob's gonna be a dad. His yeah, Mayfong, yeah. Mayfong is pregnant. Mayfong's pregnant, and it's like a very. I think it's a nice way to end a movie. I do mm. what I, I like about this comedy movie. I yeah. think I think I I was really scared going into this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel unnecessarily spiteful for the sake of comedy. It's I feel like there's a lot of jokes about them being conjoined, but they treat it very respectfully, I, I think. They kind weirdly. of treat being conjoined as like a superpower. No, they don't. Well, like, I don't think they do. Them being like so good at all the sports and all the fighting. That's just funny. But I feel like it's like... I think you would imagine if people are conjoined, they'd be like, oh, they can't, you have to kind of treat them with kids' gloves. Sure. And it's like, oh no, like these guys are beefy fucking bold, like boys, mm. just uh, fighting people and shit. I don't know. No, they're like, the the movie, the movie treats characters with disabilities generally quite well. Yeah. Uh, like the whole thing with Rocket, I think was really good. You can, you get the idea. It's like, it's a weird movie to pitch, I imagine. Because the entire yeah. movie is like, let's do this, a movie about a pair of conjoined twins going to Hollywood. This movie must have been one that Matt Damon wanted to make. And... See, the Farley Brothers are so big. Okay, sure. Because, like, Dumb and Dumber is like... Oh, yeah, of course. Dumb and yeah. Dumber. And then there's something about... Like, something about Mary was also really big. Yeah. Like, they are kind of... Again, it's a thing that doesn't really happen of, like... They don't really make comedy movies anymore. Like, besides yeah, No Hard Feelings and Dicks, the movie... What's the last Dix co- the movie? Yeah, Dix the musical. What? Have you not heard about this? No. Is it not that terrible gay movie that came out? Isn't that meant bros. to be? Sorry, bros. It's bros, yeah. Dix the musical is something that came out. Or am I crazy? I have never heard of this. Maybe I imagined something. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't really think of the last comedy film. That isn't like a hangover or like... Like even the hangovers were like a decade ago. Yeah. Let me... Let me s- Damn, that's... That's what I think. There's like this, this big... Stream. Like they they all go straight to streaming, is the they thing. They all go straight to streaming. Like, in fact, not to... Like, the Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn kind of killed the genre. The same way Matthew McConaughey kind of killed the rom-com for a few years, where mm. they were just so associated with those movies. But also, it's like... It's it's the whole death of the mid-ride, like the mid-budget movie. Yeah, so... Uh, there are so many films that do not exist... On this list of popular 2023 comedies. We've got Candy Cane Lane. An Amazon original starring Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I suppose that's not bad. Um, But it's an Amazon original. We've got Old Dads. uh, A Netflix original starring Bill Burr. Starring and directed by Bill Burr. There's Dumb Money, the the GameStop movie. 
with uh fucking the Riddler and Paul Dado. Paul and the Sunshine. Yeah, Paul Dado and uh what's the guy? I know the dude you're... who was dating who was dating Ariana Grande, who isn't funny. Um Oh yeah, the guy who did King of Staten Island, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah, he, yeah. His movie's King of Staten I, Island. Pretty good. I really want to watch King of Staten Island because Lou Wilson from Dimension Twenty is in it. Oh, he's at, like genuinely. I I I find Pete Davidson a, a little cringe. I really enjoyed King of Staten Island. Mm. Yeah, um, I I'd see most of what I've seen him in is like SNL stuff. And, and SNL's just not funny. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Best Christmas Ever, another Christmas movie. Uh. Which seems to be... Original. It is a Netflix original. I think it's in German? Yeah, for now. Is Offiziel there? Can I see? Um, Offiziel? Offiziel there? Uh, let's just see. No, I think the trailer's just in German. Sure. Because all these, like, the cast are all English names. It's like Heather Graham. Ah, uh, okay, cool. You know. I didn't scroll down that yeah. far. Uh, but it's what I mean like it's not yeah. then like no hard feelings uh, Barbie is listed here that's Trolls not... Band Together that's a kids movie Murder Mystery 2 starring Adam Sandler maybe yeah but it's what I mean of like oh uh, Bottoms yeah I need to see Bottoms I do too um, but it's what I mean like, like if you think about these kind of like 40-50 million it's the whole thing about the mid mid budget movie doesn't get made anymore yeah it's either these like mm-hmm. micro in, like indie movies or it's the franchises, you yeah. know. Um, whereas movies like this were like, they would have been made. But also, I guess people don't go see, like, if this movie came out now, no one would go see it in cinema. But yeah. most people would watch it the first week of streaming. Yeah. See, this is the thing. Like, when I was um, in, like, the mid to late 2000s, I guess, my parents would go to see loads of movies like this. Yeah. And they would bring me along to watch them as well. Yeah, that's probably why uh, you like them so much. Like, I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop number one and Paul Blart Mall Cop number two in cinemas week of release. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Why is I like, going to the <laughs> And mo- Grown Ups? I've seen Grown Ups so many times. <laughs> Not even counting Grown Ups too. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But I think that's the thing of, like... But it's, it's kind of a yin and yang of... Those these movies don't get made and go into cinema, but then mm-hmm. people don't go see them in cinema. Yeah, because I also think a weirdly thing. I think it's weird about the the new way of movies going out. Of like, I feel like when it used to be such a hassle to go and rent a movie from Blockbuster, and it also was such a delay. Like you know, how like, do you mean? So like, say for example, like the big movie, like Killers of the Flower Moon, came out mm-hmm. what two months ago? Three was months it ago? only? T- like recent like it's recent it's what I yeah, mean yeah no it must have been two months it's ago it's already cause... on rental yeah but that's what I mean of like when we were kids I feel like if you missed out if you missed say Kung Fu Panda you were waiting of... for so long and that doesn't happen anymore yeah you know uh... and I don't know if that's because piracy has gotten so good now that it's just so easy for them to like if people want to watch the movie and they don't want to go see it in cinema it just makes but, sense like... to put it on streaming but the thing is that like this focus like... on streaming is only going to make more people pirates. Yeah, but 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 the counter of that is if you look at like movies that are big in cinemas, which is like Barbenheimer, um, Knives Out two. Like Knives Out, remember Knives Out two was only in cinema for like a week. Yeah, and I mean it probably made its budget back. Sure. Or like it. Made, and it I also it... didn't like Knives Out two very much. Yeah, I know you didn't like it. I thought it was okay, but it was nowhere near as good as the first one. Yeah. But like say, well, it's a sequel, like you know, it's a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like something like that, where 
it definitely had a like people wanted to go to the cinema to see that movie and they were very happy to go see that movie in the cinema where if they had left it in cinema for like a month maybe it wouldn't have made as much because it, it, they didn't have the, like the limited like limited release thing yeah but it probably could have made a lot of money because like families would have gone to it and stuff but instead it just, oh yeah absolutely they would have waited two weeks and watched it on Netflix well I feel like that's also kind of to do with the um just the the like environment it was being released into like yeah. with plague time still kind of winding down at that point you know true but i feel like now say for the last year mm-hmm. like we're out of plague about a year now i know yeah. covid's still around yeah but even before covid you know yeah yeah you know like i used to i really like going to the movies but I feel like it's not... Like, you never hear a thing of people, like, casually being like, I had a free three hours, I went to the movies. I need to see if Godzilla Minus One is in any cinemas around here. Yeah. Because I need to go and see that. You probably will. Like, mm. I feel like we go to the movies at, like... You definitely more than me, just because I'm too busy. Yeah. But, like... Well, I'm... I, I go maybe once every... Two months? Two months, yeah, yeah. around. I maybe. probably go once every... I go maybe once mm. every three... I'll have, like... Like Barbenheimer, I was like, I'm, I went to yeah. that, and that's because I made a, I made like a conscious effort for a while to go to the cinema more. Yeah, um, but I feel like twenty years ago it wasn't a thing you had to make a conscious effort about. Yeah, like I feel like it was a thing of like it's a Friday, it's a Friday evening, it's a Thursday evening. Let's go to the movies, and it's just not a thing anymore. Yeah, you know, they're like now you're like let's just run, watch something on streaming mm-hmm. or whatever. Now that I've done my old man rant, um, let's talk about the box office weekend of this movie. Uh, this is 2003. Early 2003, like May? Late Christmas. Late Christmas 2003. Well, Sorry, I'll get to tell you the weekend exactly. It's the 12th to the 18th. All right, well, uh, that means that probably... Um, I'm going to go with my two uh, fucking surefire guesses for, for this time period, which is number one uh, is Lord of the Rings... Return of the King. Opening weekend, 51 yeah. mil. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not as certain of this one, but is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in here anyway? God, that's such a strong... Nope, no Harry Potter? No. I feel like you wouldn't put Harry Potter against the third order. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah it's if it's next... opening weekend, it's, yeah. um, it's probably... They they probably left it for a while after, after mm-hmm. Return of the King. Um... In Christmas Where, movies. I would imagine this didn't come anywhere close to to top three. Like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe 30? 40? No. 70? No. Not on the box office? Number four, Sean. Number four? The Farley Brothers are massive in America. Damn. Yeah. And um, this cost 50 million. It made 63. To, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so Return of the King is number one, right? Return of the King is number one. I said that, didn't I? Um, uh, you just said the um, Leo's opening weekend. Sorry, uh, yes. Yeah. No, Tony King number one. Number yeah. two is Something's Gotta Give. Okay, number Which three. Like, let me guess number three. Yeah. Let me guess number three. Christmas movie? No. No? Okay. Um, genre? Action movie. Okay. Action movie, 2003. Action comedy or just action? Action, I would say. Do you want to know the star? Yes. Tom Cruise. Was it one of the Mission Impossibles? No. no? Uh, was it... Um, shit what other action movies is Tom Cruise in because I know there's a load of them uh, was it like Hunt for did he do a Hunt for Red October that's remake? Jack Ryan but he isn't in that Jack it's Ryan Jack Ryan okay not part of a franchise I would imagine nope one and done did okay I think it has a is it something that I like would know about is it something you've ever heard me talk about 
I feel like it's something you would li- you'd like. Okay. Uh John John another hint? Sure. Japan. Japan? Japan. Like set in Japan? Yes. Last Samurai? Yeah. Yeah. That's a movie that like I feel like a lot of people talked about mm. in 2010 it doesn't get brought up anymore. Yeah. I know my my granddad loves The Last Samurai but I've never seen it. Then um, it's Stuck on You. Mm-hmm. Number 4, open to 11 mil. Nice. Bad um, Santa. Budget. Uh, oh, Bad Santa was this year? Nice. Elf. Elf was this year? No, Elf's 20 years old this oh, year. Do you feel old? Christmas film banger year. Best Christmas movie. Best Elf is the best Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, easy. Um, and people who don't like Elf... Fuck off. You just don't like joy. Yeah. I think Will Ferrell's... Will Ferrell's? Will Ferrell. Yeah, one of his best performances. Easily. Zoe Deschanel. Oh. Ed Harris is in that as well, right? Yeah, he's the dad, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, Love Doesn't Cost a Thing. One of the actors from Last Samurai is also in uh, Westworld, in Ooh. Samurai World. He plays like the wandering Ronin. Very cool. He's, uh, what's his name? Because he is... Is he a Japanese actor? Or? He is a Japanese actor. He is, he's one of these guys who plays the like wandering Ronin in every fucking movie. He is born for that role. He just looks like a samurai. I'll get, I'll get his name up while you keep going. Um... Love Doesn't Cost a Thing, The Haunted Mansion, Honey, The Cat in the Hat, uh, Gothanina, which is a movie I've never heard of. I'm going to see what language that movie is made in. Oh, is that Halle Berry? It is Halle Berry. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Gothica. Oh, Gothica. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the Master War. Master and Commander? Yeah. Love Actually, The Missing. <gasps> Love Actually, I guessed that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Reopened. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were like... They, they're, and actually something I'm so jealous of that we don't live, that we were alive when we were too young to appreciate, oh yeah, that guy. That guy's a samurai. Yeah. Yeah. That we're too young to like fully be in the like Lord of the Rings hype. Oh, I wish I had gotten to see the Lord of the Rings films when they came out. Yeah. I think I did see Return of the King when it came out, but I was four years old. My memory of my, my first time going to see a big franchise is seeing Star Wars. I got brought yes, to I Star, Wars seen Star Wars. I got as well. freaked yeah. out about what's his name, Hayden Christensen getting melted. My my big memory, like my first real cinema memory was going to see Dark Knight. Mm. Second one? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember being in well, obviously, as we know in this podcast, I have a lot of traumatic cinema memories. Because <laughs> um, you thought they were fucking real. <laughs> still can't really watch War of the Worlds. Damn, still kind of freaks me out yeah that i watched that a lot when i was a kid as well that was a scary movie it's not 11 but aliens <laughs> <laughs> other movies in the top in the box office timeline the matrix re- uh, revolutions brother bear remember seeing brother bear i don't think i don't i probably did see it in the cinema but i don't remember but i remember watching that film on video a lot because this is before we got dvds mm-hmm. out in claire um, Lost in Translations also in the box office it's on its 14th week and I love Lost in Translation my parents did go out of their way to get the Lost in Translation whiskey when they were in Japan nice hell love. yeah have you seen Lost in Translation nope I'd be interested to see what you think about it okay um, Sofia Coppola uh, oh, cool. Bill Murray it's very good in it Scar jo, it's probably her best performance sure she's not playing wait you not. mean her best performance isn't in Black Widow um, it has a really great soundtrack. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 
it is the first time I have a, I I listen to one of my favorite playlists because Apple Music does these playlists, which is like the best music from X director's filmography. Oh, that's so pretty cool. So they have a Spike cool. Lee one, they have a Sofia Coppola. I really sure. like the Sofia Coppola one because like she's a very good music taste because like her husband's a musician. Mm. Um, but going from like just like Honey, which is the like main song used in Lost in Translation, to Fuck the Pain Away by Peaches, <laughs> is such a cognitive like a sonic dissonance that is so funny to me because they're both used in that mm. movie. The uh, sex education uh, like Fuck choir rendition away. of Fuck the Pain Away. I is love so Fuck good. the Pain Away. I think it's, it's a great, great song. Yeah. The fact that the only official recording of that song is her doing it live. Oh really? It's her doing it live because she didn't want to record it, and one of her friends just recorded it, and she was like, "Fuck it, it'll be a single." Nice. And now it's probably Peach's like biggest song. Hell yeah! Um, it is time. Uh, Matt Damon trivia first, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please, God. Please, God, put this off for a little longer. <laughs> Fuck the pain away. <clears throat> this movie trivia is for next week's movie. <gasps> next week's movie, which I believe is one I've been waiting for for a very one long time. One we've been time. talking about for weeks. I months. wait. It's so weird that we're at Eurotrip. I know, right? Yeah, because when we started this, like... We've been doing this for... This is our uh, first and I think only 2003 movie? Because the last one was 2002. Was it 2002? Confessions yeah. of a Dangerous Mind? I'll check I that out. So. Yeah, I'll check that. Um, while in Europe... Yeah, 2002. That's not the Matt Damon fact I thought it would be. Oh, no. While in Europe, one of the cities that Scotty and his friends stopped to find Mike is Berlin. Coincidentally, Matt Damon, who plays Donnie, was filming The Born Supremacy there. One scene in the movie was when Damon's titular character, Jason Ward, was interrogating Nikki in the train station. Yo! Hell yeah. Also, something about uh, Eurotrip that I know just, and like, this is a bonus trivia. Uh The reason Matt is bald is he (laughs) had to shave his head for the Brothers Grimm. Which is the next movie after, Like, it's a few movies after, yeah. yeah. And he had to wear a wig. (laughs) Wait, he wore a wig in the Brothers Grimm? Yeah. So Wait, conf- why did they shave him and then put a wig on him? Oh, no. <laughs> Sean, I'm so scared to watch The Brothers Grimm. Uh, I can't. That's, you know how, like, I feel like we, we each kind of, like, we have a movie that, like, we're doing this movie in, like, ten weeks' time and I'm scared to watch it? Yeah. After Stuck on You, it's The Brothers Grimm. So, Stuck on You, Eurotrip. Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. Born? Born. Oceans. Oh. Then the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> then Syriana. Oh, that's another George. Then The Departed. <laughs> oh, we actually got a great run coming we've up got in a re- year. We've got a fucking great run coming up for a long time. Actually, so, do you want to do, now that we're talking about the great run, before we do the trivia, because mm-hmm. I, not the trivia, the numbers. Yeah. Because um, I think we've got a pretty locked down what the, the time schedule is yes. going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 100%. next week, this episode's coming out on the 12th. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're taking a week off, the week of the 19th off, because we deserve a break. Uh-huh. Um, uh, please let us relax. <laughs> the 26th. St. Stephen's is dead. Yeah. The Christmas special is going to drop. The Christmas special. Kid Nation. Kid Nation. We don't know how the long episode's going to be yet. We might make it a two-parter. We might release half of it. We'll see. We'll see. We don't... We, we haven't recorded it yet. When we record it, we will make a post on our Twitter slash X and I guess our Instagram. Hannah has access to the Instagram, so maybe there. I do post on the Instagram. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
I've already got the Matt Damon reel ready to go for Crimbus. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, so, no episode of next week on the 19th. The 26th, Christmas special. Potentially that might be a two-parter. We'll see how we feel. Mm-hmm. We're also going to take the second off because I'm away. Um, yeah, and I, I will be in Claire. It just, and also, we love doing the podcast, but doing a weekly podcast... Uh, where we're currently and we have less than seven days to turn around an episode uh-huh. we are going to burn ourselves are, out it is Wednesday currently this is out next Tuesday it's out next six Tuesday days, yeah six days to edit it uh, two of which are going to one of which is going to be entirely taken up by recording uh, an episode um, I also know I'm aware that Sean is about to get into doing another thesis so I'm trying to build in some leeway that Sean can take I'm, a week to sleep um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay with the thesis stuff right now honestly right now after I've got my like final inspection, I had another thesis meeting this morning. I'm currently good until the this end. This is of the why year. we're gonna we're gonna build a wee bit of a backlog yeah. now. Uh-huh. So if if you we're talking about stuff and you're like cringe, these memes are like three weeks old. That's why. Don't worry about um, it. Let us be. Yeah. Um. So not on the nineteenth. Christmas special the twenty sixth. Second, we're off. The ninth, we'll be back with Jersey Girl. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we're back. Sorry, ninth. Sorry. Starting... Sorry, the ninth's gonna be back with Euro Trip. So our first year, oh, Euro Trip. Okay. Our first movie yeah, of twenty twenty four. And our second one's gonna be Kevin Smith. We're so back. We're, <laughs> We're so, so back. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, it's over. Um, Where we, did that meme start, by the way? It was a Jeb Bush. Uh, what was it actually? It was a Jeb Bush tweet. It was like, it is over. We are back. So. If this is your first time joining us... Congratulations! Yeah, well done. Congratulations! Welcome. Every episode, what we do is we look back at all of the films that we've watched and we rank them from worst to best, but we do a new ranking every episode without looking at our previous rankings Mm -hmm. or a list of the movies. So I I think today, since I'm talking... I'm going to be generous and give us a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, kind and benevolent. <laughs> because we have currently got 28 films God, to we've rank. Done a brief aside. We've actually done 27. But it's astounding how many movies we've done. Because, mm-hmm. like, we do this, I guess we say we do this, like, roughly once a week. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of movies to have watched. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We're probably a third of the way through this, this season. We are coming up on the fiftieth special, which I'm very excited for. Well, oh. Have we talked? Have we revealed what the fiftieth special is? No, we're not revealing is? it until the week before. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ready? Oh shit! My three, <laughs> two. No. Go. Go. Right, we're done. Uh, I actually got surprisingly num- a, a I... lot of them done. But we, I definitely we, am missing a movie in like my boss. No, no, Sean, you're you're done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, uh, how many? I, I have got twenty eight through twenty three and six through one. Ooh, interesting. I've got about twenty eight till twenty two, uh-huh. and then I've got some of my soup, um, uh-huh. and then my like top seven to top. I know my top seven. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Number twenty eight, as always, is the, the good, good old, old boys. boys. Um, there is one movie in this ranking mm-hmm. that right now I can see going beneath Good Old Boys. Not in this ranking, in our upcoming films in the pretty far future that I can see going under Good Old Boys for which, me. Which is? Uh, we'll see when we get there. Oh, interesting. Is it The Great Wall? No. No, I'm going to love The Great Wall. I love The Great Wall. 
Mm. Number 27 is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number 27 for me is All of the Pretty Horses. Mm-hmm. Number 26 for me is Titan A.E. Number 26 is The Legend of Bagger Vance. Number 25 for me is All the Pretty Horses. Number 25 is Rising Sun. Number 24 is The Legend of Bagger Vance. Number 24 is Field of Dreams. Number 23 is Field of Dreams. Number 23 is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number 22 is Rising Sun. And that's as far as I got. Um, I think generally I've got School Ties here. And number 22 is School Ties. Number 22 from... I said yeah. my number 22. Yeah, yeah. What movie do I have number 21? God, the fact we're at number 21. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to put down... Chasing Amy. Uh, number 21 for me is Geronimo, an American legend. Number 20 for me is Rounders. Uh, I know, is it Rounders? No, it's Jerry. You're the dog, man. Number 20 is Finding Forrester. Uh, there was a reference to you're the ma- you're the dogman.com on an X-Men podcast that I listened to recently and I was like, "Oh my god. Garfield, Psychic damage." Your Garfield syndrome's acting up. I feel uh, like my Garfield syndrome is for X-Men rather than That's true. Mine's for Matt. Matt and number 47. Yeah, so, a good feed. Have you seen it today? Um, yeah. Where? Um, my speakers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like you're just subconsciously setting things to 47. I no, I genuinely just see it everywhere, Sean. You know what I've just realized? What? We're gonna get to a movie number forty-seven on this podcast. On this podcast, yeah. I'm gonna get a T-shirt. <laughs> um, sorry, my episode nineteen. Yeah. Uh, my episode nine. I'm gonna go with um, rounders. This is the soup. If any of you have never listened to the podcast before. When we do the rankings, when we're getting to this kind of range of like, I feel like it's the three star movies is the way we describe them. Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. They're movies that like, they they, they they have an f- official order, but it's just kind of how we're vibing that week. Yeah. And I feel like uh-huh. it's kind of like, it's the ones I'd least or most like to watch, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So number 19 for you is Spirit. Yeah. Number 18 for me. I think it's gonna be stuck on you. I think number eighteen is Rainmaker for okay. me. Number seventeen for me is Geronimo. It's Geronimo and American Legend. Uh, number seventeen is gonna be The Majestic. Mm-hmm. Number sixteen is oh, do I have The Majestic too? I don't think so. My number 16 school ties this week. Uh, my number 16 is going to be Chasing Amy. My number 15 is Finding Forrester. My number 15 is Titan AE. Mm-hmm. My number 14 is The Majestic. I feel like I have The Majestic too high. My number 14 is Mystic Pizza. I feel like I have this too low. Um, my number 13 is Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. My number 13... Uh, what other movies have we done? I think my number 13 is going to be The Born Identity. Mm-hmm. My number 12 is Mystic Pizza. Uh, my number 12 is Courage Under Fire. I can't figure out what my fucking number 11 is. <laughs> I know what my number 11 is. Ah, I don't want to cheat and look because I know I've got the order wrong. Mm-hmm. Um... What other kind of meh movies have we done? 
I know one kind of meh movie. Don't we done? Which is? You want me to say my number 11 right now? You say your number 11. My number 11 is stuck on you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit lower. Yeah. But I feel like it's... It's all right. It's it's all right. Like, I I got got some good laughs out of it, but uh, I I don't think it was, like, a fantastic film. It's something that I would happily watch again. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't hate it. I thought I would really hate it. Um... So this is the thing. Now that we know where it is, I'm f- just fully forgetting a movie. Let's leave my number 11 for now and see. Because mm-hmm. I know my top I've, other... I've got two blank spots on here and I'm not 100% sure what goes in them. <laughs> um, uh, what episode was last week? Last week was Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. We'll skip my number 11 for now and mm-hmm. then we'll go through it um, once we're ready to go. So... Number 11, XXX, we'll come back to it. Number 10 yeah. for me is Glory Days. Number 10 for me is Goodwill Hunting. I'm so sub- I, I would actually be interested if you rewatch Goodwill Hunting, would it go up? Yeah, me too. And you, nev- you never s- will. See, if I was to rewatch Goodwill Hunting, I, fe- I would feel a moral obligation to rewatch all of these. Yeah. To see if they also go up. See, I think. Because, like, I feel like Mystic Pizza is far too low on this. Yeah. See, I've watched Mystic Pizza a second time. So yeah. I kind of know what it's like mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah 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 um, and Good Will Hunting it's a movie I've seen like four times so I know I, I also like... feel like School Ties is way too low on here yeah because that was not a bad film no it's a good movie yeah yeah um, it's also between Jay and Silent Bob and Geronimo yeah they're not it I... shouldn't be there I don't think no I, sh- I think I need to rewatch that film yeah um, number nine for me is Courage Under Fire number nine for me is The Talented Mr. Ripley Number eight for me is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Number eight is The Third Wheel, which also probably shouldn't be there. Um, yeah, it's a thing, but I really enjoyed... I, was so I had a great time with number it. Number seven yeah. for me is the, at The Third Wheel. Yeah. Number seven for me is Rounders. Number six... Did I put Rounders in? No, I did, yeah. Um, number six for me is The Rainmaker. Number six for me is Ocean's Eleven. Number five for me is The Born Identity. Number five is Dogma. Do I have dogma? I don't have dogma. Dogma ah, is my n- dogma. Dogma is number eleven. Okay. Uh, I knew it was something obvious. Uh, thank you, Sean. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Good William Hunting. Number four is Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, number three for me is Talented Mr. Ripley. Number three is Jerry. Jerry. Um, number two for me is Ocean's Eleven. Number two is Glory Days. Uh, number one, What a Bullet. Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. I think it's so funny how we still keep forgetting what is in what order. I know, right? <laughs> I just checked my list. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is above Courage and... No, I got it right, I think. I am not even going to attempt to check my last one. Hey, I checked it. I got... My top 12 was correct in the end. Nice. Yes. See, because I have it on Letterbox, it goes in grids of four. So I remember oh, okay, where the poster sure. is, but then it's like the other posters that they're like unforgettable. Sure. Or, sure. Or, Forgettable, I guess not unforgettable. Yeah. You know what I mean. I can't word. Uh, um, yeah. Again, looking and looking at our upcoming ones, we've got we've got some strong strong films coming yeah. up. Uh, I've got one film that will I think be a strong contender for number one. But really, it's not for a long time. Is it Shape Part Two? No. Is it Interstellar? It is very close to Shape Part Two. Can I check? But I'm not going to say anything else. Can I guess? Regret. No. Two more guesses. John, mm-hmm. do, do you want me to give you a hot or cold? Um, from Shea Part Two, to like so, if it's older or yeah. newer than. Like yeah, if it's 
if you're far or close to it in terms of like release order. Yeah. So good. So I'm working off of our spreadsheet as well. Yeah. 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 So true. A true grit. Uh, hot or cold? Uh hot. Comparatively hot. To where we are now. Given given the full breadth of the. Uh of of the spreadsheet, it's pretty hot. We bought a zoo. Colder. Colder. Much colder. Okay, interesting. See, but yeah, I. Between Shape Part 2 and True Grit. See, I'm looking at that and there's a, like this vast emptiness here. See, I think I think you have mentioned... I don't want to give this away, but I think you mentioned this not coming up on Letterboxd. Oh, really? I think so. I think in episode zero you mentioned it. Oh. It's not... I'll cut in that audio. Here. Ouch. What other uh, movies did he do? In 2008? He did one other movie in 2008. He was in Ponyo. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's not turning up on, on his letterbox. Someone... No, hey. it's on his Wikipedia. Hey, Sean, you've like six days to turn this around. Be grand. I'm um, off on Friday. Okay. It's not Margaret. It's not We've Got a Zoo. Uh, do you want to lock in Margaret as a guest? Oh, it's much colder, you said. We Bought a Zoo is much colder than True Grit. Mm, True Grit? But it's after Shay. It is around Shay. It is in that area. It's not the departed. Uh, Warmer? Just let me know, because I've done three guesses. Upon you. Oh yeah, Ponyo isn't on this. Yeah, Ponyo because Ponyo is immediately after Shape Part Two. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Why is Ponyo not on? Because he's probably yeah. Because I guess he's a dub actor in it. Yeah. Interesting. I forgot we we're gonna. Do- I was like, where is Ponyo? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing about using different lists. Yeah. But yes, next week or <gasps> next year. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. Um, next year, uh, for us anyway. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Scotty's not going to know. Um, Byline. A crisp 93 minutes. Thank God. And it's our first movie 2024. It's our first movie of 2004. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years later. Yeah. No actual... Scotty didn't know that we would be doing this podcast. I know. No actual Europeans were harmed in the making of this movie. That's the byline. Nice. Yeah. Um, When Scotty learns that his longtime cyber buddy from Berlin is a gorgeous young woman... He and his friends embark Just like in this movie. Yeah. He and his friends embark on a trip across Europe. Starring Scott these are just a bunch of people that don't exist anymore. Um, go on. Scott Milwaukee's, um, Jacob Pitts, Travis Wester, uh, Michelle San- like Sangerberg. She's that one she was in Gossip Girl. Oh yeah. She's the evil one in Gossip Girl. Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg. Jessica Berg's She's an FO baby, right? She has to be. I think I think her dad is like a big She was in um Doc Buffy. Yeah. She, yeah, she was the younger sister in Buffy, right? Yeah, I think so. I, Vincent Jones, uh Dominic Rack, uh like fully these are just a bunch of people who do not exist. Um, yeah. Fred Arsisask, he's like a famous comedian now playing like a creepy, literally it's called creepy Italian guy. In nice. This. Yeah. But most importantly we're watching it because Matt Damon plays 
um Danny yeah a bold musician a bold musician that when I was pitching the show to Sean I played the Scotty doesn't know to him <laughs> yeah I think it's our first ending credits music is it no our first end credits music it's is uh, Extreme Ways yeah and our ending credit music this week is going to be uh, Do You Believe in Anything uh, Do You Live in Life After Love uh, by I, Cher I know exactly what but the end credit music is going to be this week I don't think I'm strong enough no See you in 2024, guys. We're going to have a conversation now. Merry Christmas. And Happy Hanukkah. That's this week. That's this week. It's happy this Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, oh, I had a struggle to turn it off. Listen, I've had a can and I need to pee real I've had fucking. Three and I'm good. I need to pee so bad. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oof, and I was like, all right. You have a lot of media this week to talk about. We'll see. Hmm? We'll see. No, I'm looking at the list. You do. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You. Turtleneck Sean's a cursed Sean. <laughs>